And we're back. Soft Street Podcast. Who's this? Episode eight, Saturday, April seventh, one thirteen. Back to that. Back to that. Back right to the, on time. Yeah, a little a bit little later. later. Yeah. Back to that. Uh, the standard. Like, yeah, kind of the standard. Yeah. So once again, just a real quick welcome, everyone. Welcome back to you, faithful listeners. Welcome to all the new people. Um, this is the Salt of the Streets podcast, the everyday, real, everyday, normal person's podcast. And uh, it's a show about uh, weekly news, social, political commentary, and of course, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Check us out on Instagram. We are Salt of the Streets. Give us a like on our official Facebook page, which is also Salt of the Streets. Uh, we each have Twitters that we're very active on. Absolutely. Through, uh, and you can get us either. I'm uh, at Big Bird Offy. And I'm at Salt of the Street. There's no S on that. Not right. enough characters. He's the original OG, Salt of the Street. Yeah. <laughs> and then the website, saltofthestreets.com. Yeah. Saltofthestreets.com. And we are also on Apple iTunes, wherever you're listening to this. So please give us a review. Give Anywhere us, uh, give us some comments. Yeah. yeah. We'd really appreciate it. It'll greatly help out the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so now all the official businesses aside. That's it. Let's get yeah. into it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about our weeks. Yeah. What'd you do this week, buddy? What you got? Yo, I went out last Sunday, the day after. I think that was Easter, actually. Yeah. I felt Easter bad Sunday. because I didn't realize it was Easter. <clears throat> Shows right. you how uh, religious I guess I am. Which is bad because my wife is Catholic. I felt really terrible. <laughs> but... Uh, my brother had me out uh, to uh, kind of this uh, house of a family friend of ours, and we were out there doing some blacksmithing. Yes. And uh, if you guys follow us on Instagram, you can go see some of the. I posted some of the pictures and uh, some slow mo videos of uh, me pounding on an anvil and stuff like that. It was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, it was fun, man. I uh, I didn't realize that this dude's house. He's got a huge like blacksmith shop, and uh, since my brother, shout out to my brother Chad. Uh, he, Chadwick. uh, Chadwick, uh, he, uh, he's a horseshoer. And so he, uh, does a lot of blacksmithing and stuff like that. And he kind of really enjoys the whole blacksmithing art. So he gets really into it and does a lot of cool, you know, crafty hobby type stuff. And, uh, but this dude, uh, invites him out. He's got a great blacksmith shop at his house and he just like loves people. I think he works at the shipyard, but he loves people to just come over and like, He's got a bunch of friends over Just there that come over there and work in there, and everybody's like crafting <clears throat> stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. So I was able to get in there and I made like a little dinky little knife out of a railroad spike, and uh, it was it was cool, man. Uh, but like, yeah, I got all these old salty dudes that have been like blacksmithing for like decades, and they're they're like guiding me through, giving me some advice and stuff. It was super dope. Yeah, but yeah, it was pretty cool, man. There you go, baby. I did that, <clears throat> and then. Uh, I don't know what else did I do. I just did a lot of work, you know. Some uh, weather. We had some nice days, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool. It did with that. Just doing uh, some research for the descent. Uh, I got some cool music that I fell in love with over the week too. So oh, really? We'll, we'll talk. We'll about talk about that later. that later. Yeah. Well, yeah. What about you? Oh, uh, well, let's go, Casey first. Yeah, we got Case balls. balls here. We got another guest this another week. Another guest in yeah, the this house. Is, this will be a little more like. When we have standard guests on last week, Morgan had some shit that she had done. Yeah. But that was this like a, is special. Yeah. This is going to be more of what it's going to be like to have a guest on where we just kind of do the show with this guy here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he gets to give his input and on all the stuff. And yeah. Because so we're Casey, about the conversation. That's what yeah. we do. As you know, because you're the OG fan, we talk about just like what we did in our regular yeah, right. lives. <laughs> I give shout outs, man. And I, I've told you at work because 
me and Don, we worked together. Afi, we used to, unfortunately, had Word. to leave. Had Broke to my depart. heart, but uh, the big thing for me, what definitely caught me to, to listen was uh, was just being able to, it reminded me of the conversations we had in the mornings. You yeah. Know, when, when we'd be yeah. at work <clears> and <throat> cool. started getting busy and kind of, you know, before we kind of plugged in and, and listened right. to our own podcast yeah. or whatever throughout the day. But yeah. And not to like, because we're not going to name drop them, but like just because there's people there, I think, that listen, like, you know, it's, I just want to say a shout out because I don't work there anymore. It's like, those people are awesome. Yeah. I'm reminded every single day how awesome that place was and to be around there and like just the, like the three of us being able to just kind of come in early. Yeah. And then, thing, you know, yes. it's, you just start doing Coming your thing. Everything was dope. It was thirty. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So <laughs> we won't, we won't name drop them, but shout out to, to work for there a, that's a small for company. Sure. Yeah. Is, yeah. That really is, cool. To not be overstated, like if you're working for a good small company, because before I worked there, I worked for another small company that was dog shit. Yeah. And you can do it two ways. You know, you can treat your employees right. And, you know, maybe you can't pay them as much as you could make in the fucking shipyard, you know, but yeah. you can pay them well and you can give them perks and you can do things that benefit them in the long run. Yeah, you know take what I'm care saying? Of your people, man. Or you can treat them like dog shit. You can take advantage of their willingness to work and mm-hmm. you can not pay them well. You and know? I think there's, man, because that speaks to something like, yeah, that place is awesome and those people are great. The, yeah. the, the owners are absolutely amazing human beings. But just next level up, like that small businesses and even, you know, medium-sized businesses or whatever, the companies that like actually invest in their employees, like take care of them, make sure that they're happy. They make, they can make just as much money as those, you know, the asshole companies that just take advantage of everybody. It's like you, you can still make a ton of money by doing people right. Yeah. And I just feel like if we all kind of like acted a little bit more like with that mentality, We'd have a little bit better place, but it's a, it's a small small company that there's literally only one location. There's yeah. one warehouse that they work out of, oh, and yeah. it is it's now international. Yeah, so, they I do mean, worldwide to, to see business, some of the man. orders coming, yeah, you're like Ireland, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> Australia, <laughs> Tel Aviv, all the time. You no know one that you got to deal with some, you know, as the nope. office ladies, and they're trying <clears> to communicate <throat> with people on who don't speak English, and on just time zone differences and everything. It's yeah. But that's power. That's the true power of small business. That's what it really can be. And I think that's something that people need to, to look more for. Because it's, yeah, I don't think you can underestimate the power of that. It's good stuff. It's what America was really founded on. But, uh, Casey, you're yeah, for real. Yeah, what'd you get week? up to this week? Shoot, man. So, <laughs> obviously the work thing. Get, you know, get yeah. your 40 hours in, little OT, whatever. But, uh, <clears throat> this week, just, Honestly, I had so I coach at a local high school. Won't, won't need drop on yeah. yeah, so I'm big into the the whole coaching thing. Had a couple games. Uh, we had a two game series Monday, Tuesday. Nice. Split that series, unfortunately, but you know we're mm. we're in the top of the standings, still in the league. Better uh, than losing a sweep. Exactly. Last thing you want to do is get yeah. swept. But been pretty nice and relaxing week to be honest with you because it's uh, spring break for the local high schools so right oh that's so, right yeah so that's we right. you know from wednesday through the weekend you boys go ahead and take care of your stuff enjoy your time and we'll see you back on monday and get after it yep that's awesome you have uh do you think any of your you know especially not gonna i mean you're not gonna go out and like proselytize to him but are do you think anybody on your your teams do they? Do you think any of those kids have the mentality of like wanting to participate in a conversation like this, just in general, like with their friends or? I, I would probably say yes, but 
I mean, no, never really know. We've had the conversation about those high school kids. Um, just, I, I think, I mean, it's real dense. Knowing, tough. knowing how I was at that age, like mo- still most of your opinions and, and your beliefs and your thoughts come from the people that surround you. you oh know? yeah. So yeah. Your parents a lot. Yeah. Of we time. got, you know, when we take a road trip, the acoustics on the bus, you know, we sit, us coaches sit in the front, the acoustics are you know, <laughs> live. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. can, when you think, think back about the things you sit on, the uh, bus, no, like, Oh, good man. God. Uh, hindsight 2020. I'm like, man, I wish I would have shut up a little bit more. <laughs> I, they can't get anything by me. I, with the right. acoustics, we hear everything. And so it's, you know, us coaches, we we'll joke about it. And it's like, guys simmer down a little bit that's you know funny. we got we got trainers here on the bus and everything yeah and, right but that's great not all these people know you yeah, yeah. personally yeah. i know you yeah so it's I'll, again going to the acoustics i you know you'll you'll hear some of the conversations it's like well is that yours or is that mom and dad yeah you know? so true. it's it's that Wait, whole where did you hear that yeah it's like taking yeah. it with a grain of salt you know it's, you you'll hear a couple guys oh you like Trump and it's like, then they'll go on the rant and it's like, oh, yeah. well, is that really your thought? How, how yeah, much, you know how much is your thought sure. going to change your perspective going to change here in five, six, seven years when you're not oh, 16, man. 17, 18, yeah, dude, just yeah. like it, looking at like, I don't want to say the political evolution that I've had over the last say five years. Yeah. You know, very different. Oh, very, very different. Mine, mine like, have changed. Yeah. And I'm 30 years old, man. I'm like, and I've been paying to this stuff. I've been paying attention to this stuff for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to like just growing up at my uh, grandparents and stuff like that. We all sit around the dinner table as a you know big happy family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but after dinner, you know, we've all been having a couple glasses of wine or something like that. And Start even when I it. couldn't drink, you know, I'm still sitting at the table and like they're having an adult conversation. I'm wanting to like jump in and talk about it mm-hmm. and. I think back in those days, not everything was necessarily political. Yeah. It was more like moral based and value based and stuff like that. And so I could easily contribute to the conversation. But mm-hmm. um, I can, I've always been kind of an outsider on that. But like to even like look at just the evolution though of my own thoughts over the last couple of years has been become much more balanced, I want to say. I try to put myself like in the words of Dan Carlin. You know, to to walk a mile in another person's moccasins, as he always says. It's like, well, I try to put myself in the other person's position. Yeah. You know, and especially... The best you can, definitely. Especially these days when everything's so feelings-based. Yes. Like, you have... Like, yeah, my you know, my facts don't give a shit about your feelings. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to understand that other person's argument, you got to kind of try to see things the way they see it. And then be able to pick apart, like, their failures in logic or whatever, you know. But, but yeah, I'm just I'm always curious about like especially now because of all these David Hogg and the kids coming out and being so much in the public eye. Right. Really curious if like Kyle Kusha other... just to not only name one side. Yeah, exactly. Just just to be fair, exactly. Well, you know. Yeah, because there's a fundamental difference in the way both of those are going. Yes. Which just shows you that there's even at that age there's a difference in thinking. Yeah. So you can't label all of them, you know, activists or whatever. It's really you know, because just like everywhere else, you know, they're just as diverse in opinion as everyone else. But yeah, I think there is something strange to, to I don't know. We just never talked about this stuff when we were growing up. It feels weird. And now kids do. Yeah. You and know. now kids do. So I'm always curious, like yeah. if how how many more are doing it? Because we hear about it in the news all the time. But like, how many local people are doing it? Really? 
know. Well, I don't know they're doing it. I know that they're, why well, I, but I it's don't know, I assume, you know, that they're more involved because the information is more readily available. You know, yeah, when social we media were, is such a huge part of it. We were in junior high, even if you had like a cell phone, you know, um, <clears throat> it may or may not have been a smartphone. And even if it was a smartphone, like social media didn't didn't exist, you know, yeah. like Twitter, like not to us, like Facebook did and like MySpace, but it wasn't like it is now. Like we weren't getting ads and shit on Facebook for yeah. politi- for political stuff when we were first on it, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it was a way different deal. I had a flip totally phone until I was twenty two. That's what I was saying. <laughs> when I first got yeah. before, and that's when I was I started getting heavy into the coaching, where right. it was like I couldn't, I didn't always have access to a computer to get onto the emails yeah. and it's like well, when it. i gotta respond to emails oh, for real i gotta set up umpires fields schedules all that yeah. stuff yeah. and be in constant communication and both of like, you guys are like way younger than me which is funny yeah but i mean okay so how old are you casey you're 27 27, 27. Yeah. okay i'll okay. be 28 in august and i'm okay. 23 I oh turn, yeah i turned 23 in december okay yeah i just turned 23 but like, even then like so there's not that much age difference especially between me and you less yeah. than less than a decade yeah how and old? so i'm 30 yeah now but uh, we could have been going to the same high school. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's so funny because freshman. I remember like when if I we got went my to first South Kids app, and yeah. we all would have been at the same school at yeah. one point in time. Yeah. You would have been graduating like as I was in. Like, yeah, because I graduated grade. in oh five. Oh shit! Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, yeah so I'm oh nine. I know. I'm it's 2018. So I'm, Don't remind me. <laughs> That was so Graduated in 13, Doc. <laughs> wow, we got a good range between oh five, oh nine, and thirteen. Then yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Four years. That's a boom, boom. That's boom, two boom. I would have been, s- been going to school. With, well, Dude. I guess if you were 05, I was 09, I would have missed you by a year. Mm. If you went to South, yeah. you guys would have been going to school together. Word. But I've I always been, been a been North Ender. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Not that, yeah, there's so many people out there be like, what's a right. North Ender? It's a local <laughs> thing. Don't worry about it. It's County fine. thing. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> That's really funny. I never even thought about like us doing that. That's totally funny. You'll get it if you're local. Yeah. Yeah. Just like if we say hella. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know why. Yeah. What's really That's funny what is every now and again, I like uh, I like Wicked. I picked that up when I lived in the Northeast. Yeah. I love saying Wicked. That's like, wicked. Yo, that is Wicked. That's <laughs> Wicked awesome. It's not it's even as a description as like a yeah. prefix. Like yeah, it's wicked. Like, <laughs> That's Wicked. That's Wicked awesome. <laughs> That's Wicked awesome. That's dope. So, you know, decent week, case balls. What yeah. about uh, you, Donji? Uh, let's see... It was my one of my father-in-law's birthdays, um, so I went out on like Monday um, and did that, and went to the dugout and got kind of drunk actually. Like a sports uh, bar? Yeah, it's next to you don't fucking know. It's next yeah. to Burger Don's <laughs> over on the west side. Um, it used to be like an Asian place, right? It was like a Chinese restaurant or some shit. Yeah, I used, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, now it's like a sports bar, and the guy who owns it, his name is Doug. Um, he bought us a shot, which was cool. Oh, that's dope. Um, yeah, we've been there a couple of times just for like family shit. Mm-hmm. So I like it when the owners are there, like in their in their bars and stuff. He was it's in cool. um, a jersey and a backwards baseball hat and some jeans. Like I didn't that's know dope. who he was. He came <laughs> up and like bought us some drinks and we were chopping him up and we were like, what's your name? And he was like, I'm Doug. This is the dugout. And we were like, <laughs> oh shit. Like, what the what fuck, up, Doug? And I walked away and I was like. If I had a bar, that's that's how it would be for me. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. I'm not trying to be hanging out. I'm gonna hire a manager, handle the shit, so I can kick it here and like watch whatever. It was the the day the championship game. That was like right after fucking uh, Villanova had won, and so he was all was getting just jazz wasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. So I did that, and I was sick on Wednesday. That sucked. Um, yeah, that's never fun. 
But I wrote my descent that day, so that was nice. That I was nice. Played Madden because I like to listen to the pod again, like all the way through before I write my descent, so I can see if there's something in there that I want to write it on. You know? Yeah. So I played Madden for a little bit while I laid up on the couch, and I uh, shut the Saints out, Casey, twenty to zero. Nice. And I blocked a kick and returned that shit back. <laughs> oh <in. laughs> yeah. And it was a user block, bro. I know with the Hawks. I came outside. And they picked it up and ran that shit all the way in. Nice. Nothing like a user pick or a, a oh user God. block, man. Dude, That's and, so awesome. Yeah, and then I played like the Cardinals, I think, and I got like three sacks. Oh, it was beautiful. It was it was a good little stretch. It's nice. Um, so were you just playing like individual skirmish type? Like, I was playing uh, franchise mode. Yeah, oh, I have yeah. I have Madden 17. I'll have 18. So I was the Hawks in franchise mode. And I had to cut a bunch of people because I ran out of cap room because I wasn't paying attention. I was just signing people. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have any more cap rooms. So I had to cut a bunch of people. <laughs> um, and then played those games and stuff. And then as soon as it was done, I wrote my dissent about fucking uh, universal basic income. Yeah. And Check it out. <clears throat> yeah. That one the streets.com. Yeah. That was interesting. It's an interesting topic. Um, it is. <clears throat> it was yeah. interesting to read about just because it's done. In so many different ways, you yeah. Know? And everyone's like, got a different idea about it. The term really is just kind of basic income because there's so many different prefaces to that to like make it a different thing, you know. But yeah. Universal really just means that everybody gets it, mm-hmm. and in America it wouldn't be that because there would be, <clears throat> excuse me. And I said in my dissent that I think realistically there would be some type of like earning cap, you know, mm-hmm. that if you made a certain amount of money, like the government wouldn't give you that money just yeah. because it would. First of all, just to, to keep morale up, because it would irritate the fuck out of people who made no money, yeah. or people who made all the money to be getting mm-hmm. the same amount that they're getting, you know? Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense, that was a lot of general terms. But, um, but yeah, to understand it, go read The Descent. Right, yeah. So I went over a couple, and like a couple of different countries that do it. Um, and I talked about like Finland, because I had, we had talked about that, and that's why yeah. we had brought it up, was I had heard about Finland doing it, and... And allowed that guy to, like, start his own business, you know, because he needed... Mm-hmm. He was making, like, artisan instruments, I think. That's what he was yeah. doing. And so they just took him a long time to make. So for him to be able to start the business, he needed to be subsidized for a little bit. But I'm fairly certain on that episode of the BBC, like, the World News podcast, he was yeah. getting ready to open a second store. Mm-hmm. So he was doing fine, you know. Yeah. Like, he had, it had benefited him, you know. For sure. And I know it was it was a... Yeah, because it's, it's a... Uh, it's a government level, like personal investment at yeah. that point. Yeah. And I've always, I, cause I, I'm kind of drawn up. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, just cause it's been out, the, the idea of this has been out there for so long now. And I remember the first time I ever heard about, uh, the, the whole concept of basic income was from a sci-fi series I was reading called, uh, The Expanse, mm-hmm. which is also a insanely awesome, like TV show now too, on uh, Sci-Fi Network. I think it's weird, bro. But uh, I don't hate it, but it's weird. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, yeah, they have something real similar to a basic income. So that yeah. started getting me thinking about it. And then <clears throat> the just as long as it's been in like the public conversation too, I'm like I'm trying to build a theory, like one that maybe like okay, well, what would my idea of a basic income look like? Yeah, you know. Just be just out of curiosity because it's kind of a fun thing for me. You know, I like I like to write I like to write sci fi and stuff. And I'm like, well, maybe you know, in one of my stories, I could mm-hmm. have a you know a government system as like a, a fun little on paper test case for basic income. So I got some ideas and hopefully I'll hammer them out and then we can talk about them one day. Just and to then, just to you know <clears throat> throw another idea out there, just interesting. 
The yeah. other, I just want to mention the American side to that token, right? Because there's, mm-hmm. um, I talked about Michael Tubbs. He's he's 27, maybe he's 28 now because the article's a little bit old. Okay. Um, he's a mayor in Stockton, California, and he's the first like American mayor to to do a system like that and it's excuse me it's philanthropically funded it was it was started by a program i can't remember the name but i talked about in the sent and um one of the co-founders of facebook um is like one of the one of the founders of that program and so it's done through that like it's like a test through you know yeah, it's through like a small, this philanthropic pretty, foundation. Yeah. Like it's not like it's privately funded or social yet. experiment. And he's doing it. Um, he his is universal. Like it's not just poor people that are getting it. Like he said that he wanted people that are even in like you know middle class and like upper middle class to be getting it so that everybody can see that it would benefit them. You mm-hmm. know, and not just yeah. you know it wouldn't people who make a lot of money wouldn't feel like it's just another entitlement program that's going to people and it wouldn't benefit yeah. them. You I know. Think, I, man, I think there's. I might have that, to look into this, but like, America. because you know, when you look at, <coughs> excuse me, uh, universal basic income, mm-hmm. generally, it you would think of it as a combination of welfare programs, right? Mm-hmm. And so, essentially, yeah. essentially, yo, this is like not to like just pause button real quick. This is like the perfect segue just into talking about the news. That's dope. Uh, out of the week, <laughs> that's so funny. But anyways, yeah, because um, that's pretty much it. That's yeah, all, you know, watch some movies. When it's not Black Panther last night, but we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, for so, sure. Pop culture stuff coming out with the news. Went to the Wob yesterday too. That was pretty cool. Nice. The world of beer. Uh, so yeah, back to basic income. To to see all these different forms of it is really interesting for me, and it it reminded me of I have some family that is Swedish. And, you know, that live in Sweden um, as well as in America. And so the family split up kind of all over the world. It's pretty cool. But um, to hear about some of the programs that they have over there and, you know, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure they have a system for uh, uh, students mm-hmm. that get basically a an allowance from for the government going to school. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand necessarily the purpose of it, but it's a really interesting idea. And it, you know, just looking at, like, I have some cousins that are, you know, probably between five and ten years younger than me over there. And to see, like, what they do with their money. And it... Yeah. And, to, and you know, it's a really, really small test case. But when you look at some of the stuff they're getting to do when they're in high school, even, um, it's just interesting to see like what kids are spending their money on right you know you're like almost creating a another pocket economy that's just you know and it's really interesting and so that's one thing i want to look at is you know because what is universal income except a welfare program of some kind you know so it's really interesting to kind of just kind of study all sorts of different aspects of the idea of welfare programs i guess yeah but and i talked about that too that like, cause I kind of laid out a little bit of like, if, if, if it were happened to, were to come to America, this is how I kind of think it would happen, you yeah. know? And I certainly see it being, you know, funded a lot by those programs that like are there currently, you know, yeah. like all, because that's what they're it's for. It's almost like you shit just roll taking, it all I'm so in. Sorry. That's so funny. <laughs> it's going to smell so bad. I'm I so just, sorry. I was trying to figure out what was going on. And then like once every couple of days, dragon. Bro. That is so funny. And he was going to the bathroom. Yep. Once every couple of days, he'll just take a yeah. nasty ship road. It's so gross. I'm so sorry that it happened Lizards are crazy. recording. That's so funny, though. Yeah. 
It just shows real life, bro. <laughs> this is real Everybody life. Everybody does yeah. it. Yeah. The day the penny's quiet, that's when Frank tanks a shit. So, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I definitely see it being, like I said, like a funded a lot by the food stamps and shit like that that exists yeah. now because that's what a lot of that would be expected to go to. Yeah. You know, that's it's almost like, like that's you kind of roll of it all to, into one. Right. Um, and not to say that something like that wouldn't still exist, you know, for people who are like, if you're living on the streets or some shit, you know, yeah. you need help to get to a place where the thousand dollars helps you, you know, you need help to get a job or whatever. Like I can yeah. see, you know, I don't know, you know, um, just because I don't think that that quote unquote, like population of people would ever be like quote unquote abandoned, yeah. you know, like there's still going to be something, at least a small, um, but mm-hmm. lots of other places, definitely from part of the military budget, you know, cause that's where so much of the fucking money is going to yeah, come right. from. Like for something that big, that's going to affect so much of the population. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to come from a lot of different places because it's going to oh, be yeah. a shitload of money. Yeah. Um, because there's, you know, unless you raise taxes, there's no way to, you know, just right. start it. You got to borrow the money from somewhere. This one's too and tight. So, I'm really sorry. Too tight. That's right. We got a, we got a pre-roll sitting yeah. right there. Money, money, money. I forgot. That's just really dense hard. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, I love talking about you, B, I universal, <laughs> but universe. I had to, yeah, figure that out the other day. Yeah. Some people are calling it UBI. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, I love talking about it because I don't necessarily know if I agree with it or not. That's interesting. It's, which is, I think, because like there's no fundamental like basis everybody's got right now. It's all just, it's like brainstorming, public brainstorming. And so I just, I love looking at stuff like that. Well, and in a world where so many people's jobs are being automated, you know? That's true. um, A lot of people start talking about that. It's going to be a point where there's not going to be enough jobs to fill, you know, to fit all the people that live here, yeah. you know, and there you have to do something. You can't have 20% of the population without a job because there aren't jobs for them to have. You see, know, I, and, and see, that's something that like, it's part of my, it's something I'm looking at when I'm kind of trying to formulate my, how I would see it, you know, yeah. if it could work. Um, like the idea, I don't necessarily know if the idea of jobs will go away. It's just, I think more people will do stuff like this. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think the entertainment industry would explode yeah. because a lot of people won't necessarily, you know, you won't necessarily be at work all day anymore, Yeah, um, which is like the kind of like the older idea of work and a job and stuff. It's like, all right, getting up and going out and going to go, go someplace to go do a thing and then mm-hmm. you go back home. But I think there's going to be a lot more growth in like industries like podcasting and even people doing stuff like. I've seen a lot of amateur, uh, uh, even on like the Apple podcast feed, yeah. a lot of amateur authors that like write their book and then they just, instead of like publishing it, publishing it, read it on they it. read it episodically like once a week, read a couple chapters for like an hour. And That's then just, smart. Yeah. It's like, there's so many new industries popping up that are giving people the ability to like step away from things like day jobs, like mm-hmm. as we think of them now. And then just going to go work for themselves. And people are actually being able to make good livings off of this stuff. You know, some some of it's tied into like advertising and this and that. But a lot of it is like specifically subscription-based, like user-funded, yeah, and- you know, livings. And it's I think there's – I think a lot more people are getting – are going to get into that industry. That's what I was going to say. It seems like crowdfunding would be way easier or crowd. Yeah. yeah crowdfunding would be way easier to yeah. do. Um, when you, you know, it's like a weird, weird change in the economy. <clears throat> you know, it's changing the way yeah. we all fundamentally do business. And so I think 
you know, it's not just the fact that like, yeah, manufacturing jobs will probably go away. Right. But what something's going to replace it. And we see it happening right now, I think. Oh, you know? my look baby. At this. We have a coffee delivery. Yes. Oh, our wives, wives are absolutely Thank amazing. Thank you guys. Love you, much. sweetheart. Big shout out to the wives. Yes. None of this you. would be possible. Bye. Most of their social, most of our social media stuff is uh, really managed by, is that just by them. Black coffee you have there? This is called an iced Americano. Oh, Thank okay. you very much. So it's, like, it's coffee <laughs> and water. Iced coffee. Yeah, it's iced coffee. Yeah. Espresso and water. It's money. I don't know. I like uh, black coffee. That's me. With yeah. ice cream in it, bro. Do you yeah, want to see that? This? I definitely do. So this <laughs> this coffee place that uh, the wives went to, the girls went to, um, <clears throat> they have a kind of a, a frappuccino style drink. Yeah. But instead of using, I don't know, whatever. Like instead uses, of cream, I think that they yeah, put they uh, just use ice soft cream. serve ice cream in there. <sighs> I can't wait. And I didn't know that, but that's why it's so good. Oh, Good lord! You try that, Casey? That is stupid, good. dangerous. Yeah, I'm gonna like make those at home because that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. So pivoting off of universal basic income. Yes. What do you got first, bud? Do you have something um, in particular? Well, we had a couple things go. I mean, so we'll just say I just want to like preface this. Um, I've been back to work a whole lot more, and so it's hard for me sometimes to balance. All of the, you know, because both me and my wife work full-time jobs. And so trying to balance taking in info and being able to do the proper research on it, it's it's starting to limit my topics. Um, but let the dog outside. Not necessarily a, uh, like, it doesn't, because I don't want to skimp on any of the, the details. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do fewer topics but deeper dives. Word. And, uh, but I think that that's a, it's, I think that's a good idea. Well, because what I essentially what I did at least this week, because um, I have a daily routine yes. that of, of daily sources that we take in. Absolutely, I, and I so have the same thing. And we were talking about this uh, in the pre-show. Um, that pre-show. That pre-show, which, yeah, it's going to be. We got plans for the pre-pre-show, but anyways, um, we were talking about uh, with case balls, different here, sources. Uh, yeah, what our our sources are, and. Just before we kind of get into talking about it, we can we'll just preface that on our website, saltsofthestreets.com. You can go there under the Meet the Podcasters tab. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's links in there to, you know. Comprehensive a, uh, and interactive lists of our sources. Absolutely. So you can, for each of us, we each have a different list of like our most commonly used sources. Yeah. So you go on there and you can click the links and just, I mean, you can see what we we're we're into, you know. It's really interesting to look at the differences between yeah. both of our lists. Well, I think we only had what like ten in common that overlap. Yeah. Well, and like you, you do more reading than I do, yeah. um, and because I have like that standing job where I'm just doing stuff with my yeah. hands, I listen to way more podcasts. So, yeah. and I used I have, to be that way too. Yeah. And so mine is separated into podcasts that I listen to all the time, and then news sources that I like follow on social media and yeah. shit that I'm subscribed to and stuff like that. Um, but. Yeah, the comprehensive list definitely is there. Um, excuse me, that's the the beer. Um, yeah, but anyways, so yeah, just to pivot off of that. But yeah, we you were talking about so you sources. have the the daily the routine of so yeah. you want to break down kind of the ones that you listen to every day, and then I'll do the same thing. Sure. I mean, usually um, I start off in the morning while I'm cooking breakfast because um, gotta eat breakfast every day. Yeah, gotta take time to cook breakfast, mm-hmm. people. Um, 
So we get up early and I start cooking breakfast and I start off with uh, the New York Times Daily podcast, which is, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, pretty good depending on what the subject is. Um, you know, they can, the podcast itself can tend to lean a little to the left sometimes. Mm-hmm. Depending on the topic. Uh, depending on the topic. Definitely. Yeah. But for the most part, it's really, really good. Really, really informative. I like to listen to that in the morning. Um, sometimes I'll catch up either on a Rogan episode or a Dave Rubin episode or even uh, sometimes a commentary magazine podcast. I listen to That's that a lot. That's a pretty good one. I as, like that one. It comes out as Mondays and Thursdays. Staunchly old man conservative as it is. Oh, because it's it not. Be it's tough, old Jewish but, man. It's old New York Jewish conservative. But it's really informative. Like there's yeah. a lot of good information. And if you want to know... Like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, as we talk about, like, if you want to know what the other side, if you are more left leaning, if you want to know what the other side is thinking and why they think that way and how they're thinking about it, is this one mine and not? No, you're good. Oh, no, I just heard um, something in the headphones, but I think we're good. Um, if you want to know what the other side is thinking about, like, that's a good, that's a good place to go to find it out because if you're on the left, yeah, and for me, because I, I would err more on the right. Nine times out of ten, probably. Yeah. But, um, and so, like, most of my core sources are probably more conservative. Mm-hmm. But I understand that they're conservative. So, I, I, I know the narrative, and I can I can see through it. That's really well. important. Super, that's, super important. Yeah. And so, I, you know, Commentary Magazine's a good one. Um, and then I also listen to Ben Shapiro, usually. It's usually pretty good. Last you couple know, of weeks, we've been talking it's about tough. that. It's tough, yeah. I, yeah, sometimes because he's year, very, yeah. um, he's an Orthodox uh, Jewish LA guy. He's a big, I don't know how to put it, he's a big personality. You know, he's very, very, very much so. And Abrasive. He's, yeah, um, and he's incredibly intelligent and he's very, very facts based. And, but even with that, like, you know, his heavy Orthodox Jewish religious conservatism is, is very deep in a lot of uh, his topics. Um, and so sometimes it gets kind of hard because I feel like he might get a little too preachy sometimes. But I, well, mean, and, I totally get it. And speaking of his intelligence real quick, there's there's like that tipping point that they talk about, you know, where you can be so smart that then you're like shitty with people because you just can't relate with them. Yeah, yeah. I think he's – and I obviously don't know him as a person, but based on his show, you know, he sometimes can come off like he's on that tipping point. You know, yeah, where yeah. like he's so smart that he's just got all this information. You got to just take it in, you know, and yeah. he can, it can make him not I would not be surprised as, if he was on the, the spectrum of, in like know, a, on a, in a small, you know, because a lot of like, uh, you know, even Albert Einstein stuff, anybody that so has that. It's not a like, bad thing. It's yeah. a lot of people. It's yeah. the reason, one of the reasons the numbers for like, quote, like autism go up in children is because the understanding of the spectrum is so much greater now than yeah. it was even even 10 years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's way easier to identify people who are on the spectrum in a fucking minute sense, you know, yeah. all the way to, like, extreme autism to where you thought that, you know, you yeah. used to just label them as, like, fucking retards or something and put them away. You know, now you just yeah. know that they're just severely autistic, like, that that's just where it's at, you yeah. know? It's and, easier to... And I think that's something, <clears throat> like, I want to have Morgan back in. And that's uh, not the whole reason. She knows reason. a I lot about that, that. But that's part uh, of the reason. Like, Yeah, but I would uh, love to, because I, I have a lot of i don't know i don't want to say strong opinions about autism but i feel like it's something like my strongest feeling about it is it's something that i think uh we just don't i think we're just we just have a a tiny minute understanding of what it is 
Yeah. And I think it speaks to a lot of IQ and intelligence and like just the way like our, our brains are. Mm-hmm. I think it speaks to a lot of real deep fundamental evolutionary things that we might just now be starting to understand. <clears throat> and I think it's really, really interesting. I think there's a ton to talk about. Yeah. And it's just, that's why I think autism is what we refer to now as autism. I have a feeling that in the future it'll change. Yeah. I think it's, but I think there's something there that's, it's going to be, I think it's a lot bigger than we, we think. Cause just seeing how, that I can, how that much I can agree with. I mean, even, even Trump, uh, I want to talk about Trump's Twitter later, but, uh, yes, even, uh, Trump, uh, he was tweeting out that, uh, I forget what day it was. It sounds so terrible, but it was a few days ago, uh, earlier this week that it was, he declared it National Autism Awareness Day. It was, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I just, Maybe it's because Morgan, uh, my best friend's fiance, is you know, is so much more in my life now, and so I have this whole kind of Seattle opinion, and she's got all these new. Mm-hmm. It's this new person comes into your group with all these new opinions and all this new knowledge, and and so I, I guess autism was something I never really was aware of until well, I really, you know, got to know her, and I've just realized there's so much depth to that. And I think that it's crazy. Another thing that adds to that depth that, like you said, that it's larger than we, <clears throat> excuse me, larger than we think right now is that yeah. as they're starting to find out that like people who have autism, like their diet can play a, can play a factor in like how severe it is for them. You know, yeah. and like there's so many aspects. That's why it's insane. You know, that, that has got to show that there's some shit there that we do not un- fully understand what the fuck is going on, yeah. you know? And like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not an expert at all. Right. My mom, when I was growing up, she worked with adults with disabilities for 18 years. I believe that's a number mom. I'm sorry if that's on it, but I'm pretty sure that it's 18 years. Um, <clears throat> and, um, Those people so are totally I, selfish. so I grew up with that, Absolutely you know, I, I grew up yeah. totally exposed and like, you know, immersed in the world of disabilities. Right. And like, I, that's just, yeah. it's not a, I don't have any apprehension or anything like that at all about when I, you know, it's which I think I speaks never, volumes because I'll tell you right now, I'm not ashamed to say I used to, you know, I used to be and kind of still am. I don't know how to act around people with disabilities sometimes. Yeah. And it's just this weird, maybe social anxiety type thing that I have, but I kind I of feel a lot like of people feel that way. Yeah. And it's, and so like the people that, that, you know, work in that field and, you know, interact with this, you know, these this insane spectrum of yeah. you know people like i just the amount of selflessness i feel involved in that yeah. has got to it just it's like people that work in hospice you mm-hmm. know because my died my my dad died a couple of years ago and so i got to kind of experience what hospice is and yeah and it is the people involved in hospice are i just i can't even fathom like the amount of i keep saying it but selflessness involved in that just to go do good for complete strangers yeah just because they're in the process of dying well and like and uh, it's absolutely amazing one of our co-workers og right he his girlfriend oh um, that's right yeah she does hospice yeah and that's i just that's wild yeah. dog like that's something else i can't you yeah. know i don't th- not enough good things could be well, said that's about a really, those people that's like a really prevalent career now like people yeah. doing home care and shit is mm-hmm. like really common now um that. Oh, I was talking about disability. So, yeah. so I'm not an expert, but that's <laughs> when I talk about it. Like, that's just, I just speak from my own experience, you know, that yeah. I used to go to all the family days, all the whatevers, you know, I used to go on outings with her and her clients all the fucking time. Like, so yeah. it's something that I am familiar with. Like I said, I am not 
formally educated on the topic, but I am familiar from personal experience. And, um, I, I, you know, I think that there's, there's more there, you know, than we are, we fully. Yeah. And I think, and I don't want to make it feel like, uh, you know, I think this is a bad thing that we're like, we're, we're not recognizing these, that this is an issue because I think just historically as, as human beings, you look at the evolution, at least in Western society of, you know, we used to stick, you know, people with like nowadays we would say like even on the autism spectrum, like they would just stick those people in mental hospitals yeah. and, and use them to as experiments and just some crazy stuff. But like the evolution of that, yeah, yeah like we Wild don't shit. do that anymore. They're just we recognize that it's a problem, you know, yeah. it's a thing that we need to look at. And, and so now like just looking at that, it gives me hope that like we'll continue down this road and we'll just continue to learn more stuff yeah. and we'll, we'll figure something out. Even just awareness, you know, like you said yeah. that you just, you know, you're not, you're not a fucking idiot and you're not incompassionate or anything or uncompassionate, but you just, you don't know, you know, sometimes you just don't know how to act and, and there's, there's like a, there's play there, you know, sometimes people do need accommodations and sometimes you just fucking act like it's just another dude, you know, so and yeah. it's hard to tell sometimes, you know, and a lot of times you can't tell until you've spent some time with that person. You know, if they're, you just, you just can't say certain stuff. You can't act certain ways. Like there are certain things that just sets people off, you know, it's, and a lot of that is a learning curve that you just have to know that person, you know, that you could say a simple thing that that dude does not drive with that. And if you say this, he will beat your ass, you know, don't fucking know why. Like when nobody knows why that's, that's his thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's like, there used to be a place called Francis Haddon that was, um, over on the West side. And that was for people with, who had like severe autism disabilities that, couldn't live by themselves. Okay. And yeah. so it was like a care facility that, <coughs> excuse me. Um, my mom used to like, she had a bunch of clients that lived there and, um, like my sister worked there at one point, my brother worked there at one point. Mm-hmm. So I've never been in there because you have to work there to be in there. But I, again, have just a lot of experience with that place. And, um, people got their ass beat all the time, you know, yeah. because shit just happens. Like we, there's, there's a, yep. a training course, you know, where, where they, part of it was like, they make you stand there. And, um, cause you could, you know, for lack of a better term, be like attacked at any time, you know, just when you're just fucking around, somebody gets pissed off, some shit can happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So they make you stand there and one of the trainers comes up, puts you in a headlock, like while you're not expecting it. And that's just yeah. part of your training is to like do that and learn to not freak the fuck out when yeah, it happens, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like that's, you know, and it's not, it's not because that happens every day but it's because there's a possibility of that you know yeah yeah. and well that's like when i was in the military i did a lot of underwater training mm -hmm. because i was a uh, shipboard rescue swimmer right and uh i mean that's a lot of doing and actually even firefighting too we do a lot of firefighting case balls you're very involved in uh you know like local the whole stuff like that you know um you know i have family and stuff firefighters and yeah but the ability to act under pressure like that in a like a life or death situation pressure you know uh, where if if you freak out with your mask on because you all of a sudden your your respirator your scba doesn't if like the flow fails or something you have to be able to realize oh i can't breathe right now but i still have to remain calm there's a procedures i have to go through to make sure i'm good or i'm not good i gotta get out and you can't panic and the only way to do stuff like that is to train yeah. And to go through things like that and teach your mind that it's okay. And I can see why, you know, in, I don't want to say interacting, but like being around P- 
people that have maybe some severe mental issues that potential violent confrontations could occur yeah. that would definitely be a good thing to do yeah I, I would be very glad to know that that's part of training yeah and it's um that type of stuff that you know that just freaks people out like when yeah. when somebody who doesn't know or have that much experience like with <laughs> there's what she does bro um yeah penny's here um somebody who just doesn't have that much experience or anything with people with disabilities like you hear that and you are excuse me possibly you assume that Oh, anybody with a disability might freak the fuck out at any time and try and beat the shit out of me. Yeah. You know, and the next person you see with Down syndrome, you're avoiding them because you think you might get your ass beat. Not very likely, you know. Like yeah, it's not, not very the, likely. Like there's a reason that those people <laughs> lived at Francis Hatton. It's because things like that can happen, you know. And you need somebody who is at least trained a little bit to to be able to deal with that and help them lead normal lives within that community you know yeah, yeah. it's because they did show like i said my mom took my outings they will go out and do stuff like it's not like they're trapped inside of a building and don't get to go anywhere you know yeah. but they can't do everything by themselves you know oh, yeah so you know it's a, but there's a reason that places like that exist mm -hmm. you know it's there's a lot of with that stigma existing there's people's families you know whole families that have that and then when you have a child that's it's born true. and has a disability and nobody knows how to deal with it yeah you know what yeah. happens? Like, if you keep a lot of times, that kid gets fucking abused, you know? And, like, it's, yeah, it's a I reason. I would imagine. That's got to be a thing. And that's a reason that places like that exist, you know? And that yeah. place, it's closed now. And that sucks. Like, yeah. that's really unfortunate, you know? That, that was that probably a, a state-funded facility. I, it absolutely was, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and and it's hard. important. It's hard know? because people don't, they cannot possibly have an understanding of how important that stuff might be. To, yeah. to be funded because there's apparently not enough philanthropic investment. Right. Um, but I mean, it's important to realize like, no, like on a community level, like how it really feels to have a place like this around, like, is it, you know, what if you are one of those families that has a severely autistic, you know, or a, like a kid with a cerebral palsy. I had a friend, that, uh, a couple that I knew that had a, you know, a child that was uh, severely affected by cerebral palsy and uh thankfully he was in uh we were in the military and so he was pretty well taken care of right you know because that stuff is is really hard on families oh yeah but uh to see <clears throat> the everyday care that you know those people need you know and it, it's full-time job yeah it's a full-time job and it's you know if you're a a normal middle-class family in america now you know, you can't afford to do that. So like, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't, uh, you know, your kid's perfectly normal. He just, he has a mental disability. And so like, right. you know, he doesn't need to go away necessarily to a, a facility or anything, but like you can't send him to normal daycare. Yeah. And so I think there's a, uh, and if I remember right, I, I don't want to like say this is a big thing, but I feel like there are organizations out there, like especially big corporations mm -hmm. that actually provide um, like, personal care almost like uh i don't want to say you know the people that work in with uh in that industry mm -hmm. you know but on a, a private more freelance yeah you know thing they're still licensed by the state and all that stuff but i that's, bet that's it, actually they what, like um, provide like a come to your house daycare type thing that's it's education and like that i can see being a really awesome industry that could if properly pro or properly funded either philanthropically or yeah. from the government that could really help out families with with uh you know members that are severely disabled that's actually what my sister-in-law does 
Is, really? Yeah, that's exactly that's what she does. Is like she, yeah, she just like got her license and stuff. That so you just have a whole family um, of selfless people. Yeah, and Your mom so and, she, yeah, that's awesome. She has like clients that she goes to their house for sessions, you know, two hours or whatever, and yeah. does what the fuck ever, kicks it and you know plays fucking games and just does whatever. Like that's that's, so awesome. that's what she does. Yeah, that's so cool. <clears throat> and I think that I was what was I going to say this? Oh, because you were talking about things being philanthropically funded, right? Yeah. And I think that as this is on the rise, right? As it becomes more prevalent, I mm-hmm. think that that being philanthropically funded will be more prevalent, right? So, like, I was listening to Brock and Salk this week, which is like a local. It's on seven ten a.m. It's yeah, a, speaking um, of sources, <laughs> boom. Yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, shit, we that's what we were sources talking about. That. That's funny. Um, <laughs> we'll get back to sources. But, Go to the website. Yeah, so I was listening to Brock and Salk, and they were talking about John Snyder, right? John Schneider, the the GM of the, of the Seattle Seahawks, right? Yeah. Case Bowles, you know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and his wife Tracy, they are the heads of a foundation for autism and autism awareness because their son has autism. Yeah. And so I think, like I said, just as that becomes more prevalent, as more people are affected, you know, Mm -hmm. more people who are in bigger positions like John Schneider, who's the fucking GM of, you know, one of 32 NFL teams in America, like he's in a pretty good spot, you know, and it's something that affects him. And so he is taking that upon himself and, and his wife is taking that upon herself to do that you know and that's pretty amazing and they're using their platform to go on 710 and talk about that you know and hold big fundraisers and do this stuff i think that that will become more and more prevalent yeah and i think along with that that, it'll be an easier thing to to combat you know to to deal with Mm -hmm. whatever the correct verbiage you know whatever but and like your sister um i think they're like as long as and it sounds bad to have to preface this but as long as people are in it for the right reasons like yeah. i can see that being a a, a private industry mm-hmm. that can pop up and service a lot of people and be able to provide livings for some people as long as you know you, the bad parts of capitalism don't take effect right you know like it would be great if you know to have non-profit companies be able to do stuff like that and, and have um, license you know you could still do all the licensing <laughs> through the state and all that stuff because you get you know that's always going to be a part of it yeah but it would be really cool to see more of that be able to get out into private industry because there's a lot of people like I think that, you know, like the people that get into hospice care and all mm-hmm. that stuff. There's a lot of selfless people like in your family, obviously, yeah. that that want to do stuff like that. And if they can make a living doing that, I think you'd see a whole lot more. I think I mean, that could be like a huge societal change deep down long term. Yeah. Well, and um, that's funny that you say that about nonprofits because my mom, when she did that work for so long was working mm-hmm. for nonprofits. Um, yeah, like that's go. that's who she did the work through. Because that's that what nonprofits were, are supposed to be. Yeah, they were They're nonprofits not supposed to and be they, the Girl Scouts. No. She oh, they, don't get me started on the Girl Scouts, bro. It was awesome. It was she my mom has possibly the biggest heart that I have ever been exposed to in my whole life. I would um, believe like, that. Cares to a fault about, you know, Everybody. Anybody that she comes in contact with. We've yeah. had so many people live at our house, you know what I'm saying? That are my friends, my sister's friends, you know, that's a, my brother David, when I talk about him, he's not really my brother, but he's, he's my sister's best friend that has, I've known him since I was seven and he's lived in my house 10 different fucking times. And as long I'm, as I've known you, I've just, I literally thought, cause yeah. you treat him like a brother. He, you I call love him. Your, him. I that's had my no brother. idea. That yeah. is so amazing. That's my brother. I'm like, wow. And I don't, you know, I don't talk to my sister, but I talk to my brother. Yeah. You know, I haven't talked to my sister in years, but I talk to my brother mm-hmm. at least every three days, you know, yeah. hang out probably once a week. Like I don't, you know, he's, yeah, no, he's not my real brother, but yeah, he, I've, 
you know, in your mind, he obviously that's is my brother. Like, yeah. and so, you know, because his, I had no his idea. kids are, are my nephews, you know, like I, I just went to their, they had like a school play last week that I went yeah. to that. Um, and I remember that there was a period of time where you were picking them up on your way <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like that's, yeah. When he, when he was working at AMPM. Yeah. yeah. You know, I love my brother too, but I, I, mean, I love my brother. That is David. commitment, bro. Yeah. That's yeah, real that's, family. I don't care if it's not blood now. So that's obviously that's where I get it. You know, is yeah. that my mom, you know, he lived in my my house several times. And that's like, yeah. that's my brother. You know, he helps me anytime I need something in my car. I came to myself, David, come help me learn how to do this. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm doing <laughs> over here. Like anything like that, you know, that's so awesome that, to have something. David, like I that. need help with this. Like yeah. that David, I got rats in my house. I don't know what the fuck to do about <laughs> it. Like it, you know, all kinds that, of shit. It's, I love that. It, yeah. Well, I don't want to get all like, sappy here but like you can do for, whatever we want you're calling that was that's right was the plan that's right this is the podcast yeah but not having a dad anymore this is new for me and yeah. i'm you know i'm 30 years old i'm still pretty young yeah um there there still is i mean it's been about two years now yeah that he's been gone but like there still is times to this day where i go to like i have an issue that i would normally call my pops on and be like yeah. hey, what you know, how do I do this? What, the, what, you know, what's the deal here? Yeah. You know, thank God for YouTube. I, right. I can learn how to work on my car, but like, I, you know, cause I was in the military for so long. I was just gone. So like I was, I didn't have him around. And then when I moved back, he was, I only really had him around for like another year or two. And, uh, and so you, just, I just, every now and again, I get that feeling of not having that father figure with the kind of stereotypical, like dad skills, mm-hmm. you know, like I love woodworking. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna make a, a table for the podcast oh my video God, coming so soon. Sick. Yeah. But like, I learned all that stuff from him. But like, I didn't. I only learned as an. I never really got to know him as an adult. Yeah. And so like, I remember when I first got out of the military and I come back here and uh, I can't remember what it was. Me and my wife were at the gas station, and I, w- I went to go. I think I had to put uh, oil, no coolant, in her car or something like that, and. Uh, I went to go fill it up and all that and uh, start filling out the gas station. And the cap drops into like the engine block. Oh, fuck. Dude, and I can't reach it. <laughs> and so I was like, like freaking I out. I was like, do. I only, I literally am a minute and a half away from my house. And so I, I called my dad and I was like, okay, so here's the deal. This is what happened. I can order another cap online. It'll be here in a, you know, I'll get overnight shipping, whatever. I'm not worried about it. But can I drive my car home? I'm right here. It's like less than a mile to my house. And he goes, and he just starts going off and like, no, you can't, you know, it just starts ripping me a new one. And, uh, but like, I don't, I probably would have chanced it if I didn't know yeah. that. So I like, I'll call him on that. It's <laughs> like, it's like my phone a friend, you know, it's like, okay, I don't know the answer to this, but I know the dude that does. <laughs> so I can understand like yeah. when you talk about that kind of stuff and having like, uh, that it's, I feel like you almost have that kind of relationship with your brother a little bit. Yeah. And so like, I can understand that even though I've never had that with somebody that wasn't like my blood, but I can, I can understand the importance now of having someone because I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So now it's, it's full on. Like I'm just on my own and, unless I know some friends and stuff, but, and growing up as like a child of divorce, right? Mm-hmm. I go, I never really had that. Like, so that's, that's where I found it and was like, yeah. what was in my brother and like a lot of the older friends that my sister yeah. had. That's what my I was sister ca- trying to drive me. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I even find that now, like, even at my work sometimes, you know, with, mm-hmm. like, with my boss. And oh, yeah. With, like, with the OG, you know, like, 
Oh yeah, I, I'll, I'll call him out. And say, old man Dave knows fucking everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He knows fucking everything. Like <laughs> yeah. he knows how to do fucking everything. He's a true salt of the earth. Almost yeah. Almost any time I have a problem that I don't immediately like know what to do, I'm like Dave. Let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. And like, have, like have you asked him about anything like that? Like he, that, that, he's got that a lot. Means, <laughs> yeah, I had a coworker call her my work mom. Yeah, she <laughs> yep. windstorm uh, last fall. Yeah shingles laying in her yard yeah she can't get up there yeah it was was, all it was was just a matter of going up and patching i've never been on a roof i'd never done anything (laughs) with shingles or anything i don't know so it was was one of those where we're millennials we don't know what to do he knew the situation and you know heard heard what i had to do on the weekend he was like it's not that hard don't worry about it he pulled up a minute and a half youtube video he was like look this is all you got to do blah 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 a b c yeah Got up there, and it was just like you said. It was not that hard, but, I mean, yeah, it was just yeah. that kind of the OG that yeah. knows enough about a lot of stuff that it was like, well, all yeah. right, cool. But now thanks. you know that. Now, now I know. Yeah. Where, and now you can spread the knowledge, yeah, man. Yeah, and it's one of those where it's I've now had to go multiple times to that roof and <laughs> patch, up, patch up some shingles, and it's, you know, it's, okay, well, that's an easy task. Yeah. 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 He's, and so that's so, pretty yeah, dope. I, you know. And like not having that as I grow up, I've, you know, I probably subconsciously look for that all over the place. You know, anybody who can offer me some shit that I don't already have, you know, like I found that in, um, like Jordan's stepdad, Lake with comics, you know, that he's been, he's been, not that he's, cause he's probably like one of the closer things I have to father figure is like, is, is like my stepdad, Lake, right? Is Jordan's stepdad, Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he has been like reading comic books since he was, a young, young lad, dog. Like, a young lad. Like single digits, <laughs> I'm pretty certain. Um, and he's been collecting them pretty much since then, you know. So he's got thousands of comic books that, mm. you know, you know, I, I was sitting down and I was organizing yeah. boxes and I'm reading them. And, like, that's where I got all that exposure was from that. You that's know? so cool, though. And, that, and it's such a huge part of my life now. I'm so hugely fascinated by comic books and like everything it's it's crazy you know i, I love the x-men i fucking love the x-men like do you know every time i read a new issue i would come to your work and be like colin yeah Yo, you are not gonna you. believe this motherfucker <laughs> that i read about in this x-men book today dog. that's right yeah when i was uh yeah no when i was telling you about cable you know and he's all Yo. fucking yeah so now he's gonna son, be in the new all deadpool movie yes you see that? yeah Aww. yeah which is gonna be yeah it's gonna mm-hmm. be a good deal that's but, gonna be so dope yeah so like I said, I fucking you know, I find that all over the place. It's um, that's the truth. Yeah, but but to get, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I like that. We that were talking good. about sources. That's yeah, we were talking, talking about sources. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll just we'll let that lie for another day. We don't need to get back into our daily source routine. We'll slowly reveal that as the <laughs> podcast goes. Cause, yeah, because every time we, because you think about it, every every source we listen to, there's a reason we listen to it. Yeah, and there's usually a bunch of stories that can relate to that so it's easy to just be like all right well let me tell you why i get into this definitely well and the more that you listen to that are from like organized news companies you know like the new york times and like npr and uh i listen to a lot of from like the wall street journal and stuff like that it's easier to take stories from them you know the bbc like the world news podcast like that one's really easy to take shit from because you know that it's fucking legitimate you know yeah and you're probably going to hear about it if you listen to Fuck it. We're talking about sources at least a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. We can I keep going, to, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm done doing my daily yeah. routine because oh, I listen much. to, uh, like, um, 
listen to the daily every day and then npr also has a daily podcast that's called yeah. up first and that one's pretty good okay um and then the wall street journal has one that's called the minute briefing that's it's two minutes long yeah. like with ads it's and everything. real quick and that one's really good that comes out three times a day yeah i do that um, one pretty much every morning yeah and then they have another daily one that they do it's called like what's news that i yeah. listen to um and that one's usually like 10 minutes long and that one's good yeah. i dabble in that one too every now yeah. and again um and then npr also has like a uh bi-weekly um you know it's just called the npr politics podcast yeah um then ben shapiro as often as i can yeah. you know because that can be like kind of a lot to handle uh, but <laughs> it's true though ben it shapiro really commentary um let's see i feel I like you this. don't get down you're not a a loyal like list to him as as soon as they come out dave rubin guy um no not dave rubin i let okay. those stack up yeah um, just because they can take a little bit longer yeah uh, the intercept you know i listen to that one all the time um because that one's really good mm-hmm. as far as it leans it's really good you know yeah um, and then i started listening to the herd the herd which, yeah which is with colin cowherd you know that show. oh colin um, cowherd. it's for sports stuff because i'm just trying to be yeah. more well-rounded with that and then yeah. Yeah, my Rock dad used to love Colin Cowherd. Yeah, and it's pretty good. I mean, he's kind of a dick. Um, it's, so yeah. It's, but, you know, I told the, Jordan, I yeah. said, I was like, if I sat down and talked about sports by myself for three hours, like, that's what it would be. It would be a, yeah. a show similar to Colin Cowherd's where yeah. I just kind of talked about whatever the fuck I wanted and didn't give a shit about what anybody had yeah. to say. That's why I think my, it's it's kind of a shame that my dad's not around anymore. Not to like talk about my dad again. No. But like. Talk whatever you want, man. Don't worry about it. it this like, is our fucking that, podcast. You talk about whatever you, you want. You bring up Colin Cowherd like that um, and why like you would listen to that and why. And it's like, it and just makes perfect like, sense. Like why my dad was totally into him. Like he used to watch him every day on ESPN he had it's his own show I think and yeah. uh but like yeah it's like two or three hours yeah long, it's long. kind of a shame because this whole podcast idea and stuff never really occurred to me while he was still around I feel like he would be totally into it yeah you know because he never really liked to talk about politics and I think it's mostly because like most people that we knew and stuff like that didn't they were like real biased one way or the other and so they, he just never wanted to talk about it so I think he'd be really into what we were doing and it kind of sucks that he's not, but yeah. maybe, you know, if you're a religious type, maybe he's looking down. And, yeah. But, Either way, he knows what's up. But know. yeah, but it's uh, but it's interesting that uh, I can understand why you could dig somebody like Colin Calhart like that. Yeah. And I can think, because it fits, it's like a perfect ESPN-centered, you know, like old old style media meets new style media. Mm-hmm. You know how like there's all these political podcasts now where it used to be, you know, the old school is still, you know, the, the CNN pundits that get on there and all those crappy political talk shows on Fox News and all that yeah. stuff. Like this is the real new version of that. And I think Colin Calher getting into the podcast scene. And then there's another one uh, because we're going to talk about Conor McGregor in a minute. Yeah. There's another podcast that I learned about uh, – it's a bar. Oh crap! What is it called? Barstool. Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. It's a huge like alt media. Yeah. You know, source, and I think Colin Cowherd is perfect for that, and yeah. so I'm so glad that he's doing this podcast. Yeah. That's well, dope. it's it's actually just it's just a podcast version of his show. Like, oh, they just take a show. Perfect. There's the audio. And that's even turn. better. Yeah. That's great. Um, and that's I like, a pure crossover. I like that. I'm never like, especially because he talks almost only about sports like he'll talk about politics every once in a while but not very much mm-hmm. like that i 
he'll spit out the numbers and then I'm never sure exactly how he's going to feel about somebody, you know? He might think that guy's a fucking dick face or <laughs> he really might kind of like his style, you know? Like, I'm never exactly sure how he's going to feel about like a particular athlete or like a decision that somebody has made, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I like about sports in general is that people will see merit in different spots, you know? People who are upset about Sherman leaving the Hawks yeah. and people who are like, well... You know, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that guy. He was a dick face and whatever. Like it. You know, yeah, there's a there's, lot of that, man. That's one where, I, like, I feel like I can weigh in on. The, you're, sure? like, you're you're big sports man, guy. And, and, and I gotta be honest, like, yeah, me being a sports guy, coach, and all that stuff. Like, ESPN was the staple of my life growing up. And I gotta be honest with you, I've more and more I've fallen out with it. The more kind of it started yeah. to take a little bit of a. Yeah, there's a lot turn. of people I know that are like that. And and it just turned me off. Like I loved the the hour segments of being able to catch up my highlights, see see some of my favorite anchors and and, and all that. And, mm-hmm. and now give me to sports. Me, yeah, yeah, to me it's turned. <clears throat> it's so political, political now, stuff, right? I'll go Apparently. find it. But yeah. ESPN, like you're there for to to broadcast the games for for me to catch some highlights or whatever. Um, so I've I've definitely. I mean, I, first thing I do wake up and have breakfast and ESPN. You know, I'd got catch, Sports catch Center the last night. Yeah, is that the I, staple still? Sports, sports Center? Center, probably not so much. Not anymore. so much anymore, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I, that's why I got to be honest with you. Is is anytime I'm watching ESPN, it's it's maybe more so for a game than than sitting there sitting there with anything else. Um, but to go back to the the Sherman thing and, and the burning the jerseys, first off, like burning the jerseys. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what? I I get waste of money. Yeah, first off, you just <laughs> yeah. Money. First off, second off, the guy put in his time here, and, for sure. and if you and that's why I was kind of glad when he put out that article or, or whatever in the the Players Tribune or, or whatever it might be. Don't don't hold me on the source, yeah. but he he put out that article explaining as to why he left, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's a business. He's right. got a, he, you know, the Hawks, they had to do their thing and whether they didn't want to offer him enough money coming off that Achilles injury and everything like I get that, but that man has to go. He's got a family to gotta make for. his. Yeah. He's got to yeah. make his. And it's like, <laughs> I get that if it's a loyalty type thing, whatever, be demonstrative, burn Jersey, whatever. It's your own money, man. Yeah, Go to it's town. Your money. Whatever. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but yeah. it's like as much as I would love to still have Sherman in yeah. a Hawks jersey. It's like, dude, and, why didn't you just sell it? That's yeah, cool. I, I mean, as, buy it. as much as I don't necessarily like to see him down there in San Francisco, the man's got to make his. He's got to make his money. He's got a yeah, family to provide for. So yeah. it's, from that standpoint, I understand that. You got us to how many Super Bowls? Help us win one, like. Yeah. Nothing but love. I and respect so, like, you for that, man. Let me just jump onto that real quick because, yes. like. Not to go all full sportsy, but, you know, as somebody that's not like an insane sports fan like you guys. Like, you guys are, in my eyes, way, you're like another level sports fan than me. Mm-hmm. But, like, I got a Beast Mode jersey, mm-hmm. you know. I'm going to I'm gonna sport that jersey for a long time. Yeah. Because I don't, Love me I, it's mode. not like current to me. Like, I, I'm not looking where, where is Marshawn Lynch now? What's he doing? Like, do I still support him? It's like, no, man. So he was beast my mode jersey, when he was here. Yeah, he was beast mode. He's always going to be beast mode to me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to rep and I'm going to support my beast mode whenever it's, you know, when it's a uh, blue Friday and, you know, I want to wear my Hawks jersey. Yeah. I'm well, still going to do that because I loved that guy when he was here. It's like wearing the jersey of a retired player. Like, I'm not going to stop wearing your jersey just because yeah. you don't play the game anymore. Like, that's yeah. dumb. I'm like, not just going to hang you up on my to wall, a different bro. team, like, why would I, why would I stop? Like, mm-hmm. if that's – and, dog, 
Okay, just because I love where I'm from, I understand that. You love where you're from. If you think you can go there and you can win a championship, if you think you can go there and you can win a ring, why would you not do that? Like, exactly. I would do that. If I played for anywhere else and I retired, but then, then the Seahawks were like, hey, we'll take you. We'll trade for you right now, and we're making a run. Mm-hmm. Like, like, let's do it. Let's do it right now. I will come out of retirement, and I'll fucking play for you if you can give me a ring. You know? Word. And in beast mode, it, with Marshawn Lynch, I mean, that dude's from Oakland. That's you know what, what I'm saying. saying? So like, it's, yeah. To me, that's, that's what I'm kind saying. of a cool so he wants situation. To go, I'm like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, dude, I'm like, dude, I get it. Like, that's where you're your from. Community. Yeah. You got how many people look up to you as a role model? Yep. From, mm-hmm. from the time you're playing down there at Cal to the, you know, when, when he goes and gets drafted and is playing for the Bills. And you yeah. know, next thing you know, we get him and he makes his run with, for us and ends up, you know, maybe it's a short career and he calls retiring. But then when Oakland calls. Still got his own brand. How, he's got all of his own oh, yeah. Yeah, He's got his own thing. Yeah, he, he, he handles all that business. But, like, think of it, I, I think it personally for me, you know, whether it's Seattle, I know we're, you know, we're kind of an hour ferry ride. Right. That's, that's what I was saying. But, yeah. You know, hypothetically, if I was good enough to still play baseball, and the Mariners were like, "Hey, man, we need a left-handed pitcher." How cool would that be? (laughs) Because we we got another coworker who played seven years of professional baseball, and and now he's he's in the 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 business with us of of manufacturing and and all that. To show you that not everybody. That tries to do that. But it's, it's hard, he, man. Those so, people are there so, for a reason. Yeah. And, and as, you know, a contract was was running up and, mm-hmm. and you know, at one point when he didn't get re-signed and now it's a matter of, okay, well, which of these teams is going to sign me? When you find out that the Seattle Mariners were on him and, and he's in talks with them, meeting with, with people and his agents are in talks – how cool would that have been to at some point be able to just take a ferry ride? And it's a guy who who growing up always yeah. played behind me defensively. Yeah. Now I get to go to Safeco Field and I get to and go watch, watch my buddy play. Yeah. That would be like, so that, dope. I mean, yep. it's a hometown thing, man. Exactly. I mean, so it's like it's exactly that, that was saying. another one with Marshawn. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Go Why ahead, wouldn't go you? ahead, man. That'd Why be so you? cool. It, it, the one Sherman, place I'm not mad about you going. You yeah, know? Exactly. Sherman, you go anywhere else. Sherman got to go fuck? back to kind of home Bay Area, like. Whatever, man. It's it's a business. You got to make your money and take care of your family. Yeah. Well, and I mean, with the way that, objectively, you know, with the way that fucking Jimmy Grappler looked last year and the contract they just signed him, you know, the way the Niners are trying to make a run. Like, they're trying to build something. And if he thinks that he can go down there and be there for maybe a couple years and have a good shot and another fucking ring... Why wouldn't he do that? Like, yep. I don't love it. I fuck, I don't love it because <laughs> it's our rival. And, and the thing yeah, exactly. I want to ask you about Casey is that since he's been signed, right? I've we went over his numbers one day, right? And he's like the number one corner, like by far. Like, like there's no question by the numbers for the last several years. Like that's the case, right? Absolutely. Like there's no question, right? Yeah. There's been a bunch of people since he's been traded that have been saying like, well, he's not that good anyway. Like of it course. doesn't really matter. Like all this shit. I'm like. What I can I don't objectively <laughs> I don't understand how you can not even objectively you can't say that because the numbers tell a different story. Like, don't lie. Factually, that's not correct. Like when I'm telling you that he has allowed the least amount of points from any position across the NFL in like five years, you can't tell me he's not that good. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, oh yeah. well, he's all these holds and all this whatever. Like, where's the flags, dog? He got some. You're telling me he should have had all these other ones. Like, that's fine. That's fucking fine. I don't care of all the shit that he should have had. He does have a ring. He is number one in the fucking corner position. What is there for you to tell me? Like, yep. that sucks. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Do I feel maybe confident that because Russ has practiced against him for all the years, the years, these years, that he has maybe a better chance than like other players, like other teams, you know? Yeah, because he's played with them for this long, but maybe he knows, well, if I can catch Sherman on 
this one half a step at this certain spot, maybe he won't be able to get it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? If I can true. play that Achilles, you know, maybe he'll be a little bit slower. Like, I don't know. I would assume that and I would hope that. But yeah, I, I would imagine like all those players have like inside scoops, good, like the ones that used to be on your team. Like, you got to know that like you they're going to try to use that against them yes. next time because yeah. they're as con- competitive as everyone else. Like, yeah. most of the trades I feel. Are always done not to like because we're like jumping into sports. This is like it's this fine, was this but is this, fine. that's what today's show is, bro. That's how I feel it this for real. A, it's that's, just a, yeah, it's it's just gonna be one of those, and uh, especially because I have a perfect segue to to get out of here one day. But <laughs> <laughs> but right now Take I'm having time, fun because this, this is, is like sports one, I talks. I can I can jump into yeah. But oh man, strictly on a local point. That's what I feel like I was saying. I totally forgot. Oh, the numbers. Oh, Richard Sherman. Richard, I mean, oh, yeah, why yeah, you yeah. think yeah, if you want to go, go ahead and think, jump in. Just to, on the whole Sherman thing, like <laughs> that. What I thought was really interesting when I when I read his like letter that he wrote out mm-hmm. explaining his decision. Yeah, had so much to do with guaranteed oh, yeah, money yeah. and incentives. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah, the that, Hawks. That's what I was going to talk about. Actually, it, it, it was what it would have been basically like a one year deal. Yeah, and the cap and, is yeah. low. We and have the cap shit is low, and so it would have been a matter of okay, cool. I got a one year contract. I'm still with these guys, but what about after? And so what was San Fran? It was like a three-year deal so, yeah. with guaranteed money built in. Um, and on top of that, depending on the percentage of games he plays, gets yeah. another incentive on top of that. And yeah. so sure, it was if like, they go to the bowl, he gets another. Yeah, another. By, by the breakdown, it was like, dude, money-wise, yeah, like, it sounds like a, that's not a tough decision. Yeah, this is exactly what I was going to say. It speaks to that kind of on like a, a, a three-mile high level. I mean, I feel like... As somebody that's not deep into it, like I feel like a lot of these trades that happen every year, like major players like mm-hmm. Sherman going to another team, all the trades are strictly financial. There it's is business. no loyalty stuff in it. It's business yeah. is business. Yeah. And you can argue all day over like, well, you should just be satisfied with whatever money you've got. But it's like, no, it's it's bigger than that, yeah. unfortunately. It's like, you know, you're still just like you at your job. You know, you want to be paid what you're worth. You want to be able to go, you know, continue your career. Yeah. I mean, and loyalty aside, you know, it's like it broke my heart to leave uh, your guys' company when I left. It broke my heart. But, like, I was trying to do something different with my life. And so, like, I can totally understand that from an outside perspective. And so, like, I'm not going to hold any ill will. And, like you said, the letter and stuff that he wrote, it's like that just shows me that, like, he was truly appreciative. Yeah. For his time here, and I should just be thankful for that, and I am. Yeah, it's like white. Yeah, go to town. It brought me a lot of good times with the boys. Watch that for sure. I never thought growing up that the Seahawks would ever win a Super Bowl ever, ever. That was just not a thing, and I got one in my lifetime. Yeah, Yeah. and then you know we had playoff runs, all that, and it was in great part because of him. Yeah. Thank you, Richard Sherman. Legion Shout out to the Legion of Boom, baby. Of Always Legion will love you. That yeah. my Wolf Gray, Cam sure. Chancellor, Bam Bam jersey. Yeah. But I mean, L-O-B, me too, baby. baby. Hell yeah. yeah. Me too. And just to bring one more little sports point that I could talk about, because another big trade, we talked about it, I want to say last week, week four, um, Jimmy Graham left, right? Yeah. Okay, so Green Bay. I can only imagine what it felt like it to the New Orleans people to to realize that Jimmy Graham, their their dude, you know, he was a big deal for the Saints Man. that came to the Seahawks. And he's I just knowing what, who he is and who yeah. he was, the fact that he's a pilot and all this stuff. I love Jimmy Graham, and I was so happy to have him here. And we can, you know, of course, argue all day about like it's you know 
how useful he was or whatever the politics was that mm-hmm. like why didn't he why wasn't he a superstar here because i don't think he ever really got that superstar status here mm-hmm. and Start i think picking he, up towards yeah. the end but like that first year they use him to block so much yeah like, there and was so, so like, much blocking why, and so yeah. such so, a little passing to like him. that aside we can argue all day why he didn't get to be a superstar here yeah, but whether it was chemistry and now he's gone whatever. And I'm I'm like super sad he's gone because that I really loved having that dude yeah. here and I just yeah, kind of sucks that he we didn't I don't think I don't think we saw him at his full potential at all yeah. and so like that sucks but I get it and now he's moving on the way I, I get f- it that's fine yeah the way I feel with Jimmy Graham is honestly in this situation it's like when you first like I remember hearing that we you know signing him and I'm mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go. But I feel like it's that one where it's almost like to, to throw an analogy on it. It's like having that girlfriend that you just got. You're like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is cool. And then just for whatever, it just didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, look, it Jimmy, I, nothing but love for you. Because especially him being a Miami guy or yeah. playing there. I, mm-hmm. I, my favorite uncle was a big Miami fan growing yeah. up. So <laughs> I'm all about the you. <laughs> so I, lo- I love the signing. I love the dude. But it's like, yeah. it's one of those where it's like, ah. Man, it just it just for whatever work. reason it just didn't work. Well, yep. like, he can go and get thrown to by Aaron Rodgers and make some oh, shit happen, oh, you know. Great, like <laughs> yeah, definitely. Tough to see him go back to the NFC, but it's yeah. like uh, however you are, yeah. you know, definitely top three quarterbacks in the game right now. You know, yeah. if you got that guy thrown to you, some shit's gonna happen. I'd want to yeah. discount double check with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, discount, <laughs> if Richard check. Rodgers can catch the hail mary in the end zone, Jimmy Graham can catch the hail mary mm-hmm. in the yeah, end zone for sure. And, That's so and cool. he'll he'll take the the pay from from that fucking touchdown. That is so awesome. Yeah. Um. So let's just to pivot back. Um. Yeah, we'll get back to like some real newsy type stuff. Get out of sports for a minute. Um. Although some of my newsy type stuff has to do with sports, so we'll get back to that eventually. But for now, I wanted to talk uh, mostly because. Uh, Don G is going to take a, a head break real quick. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, something I saw on the Philip DeFranco show this week, which is one of my, speaking of sources, one of my main mm-hmm. daily dudes. Do you watch him at all? I it, It's one of those where I, like one of my, th- I, I definitely like to listen to Joe Rogan. So it's yeah, kind of one of those sure. things passing through the day. You know, I'll listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Philip DeFranco, you know, has suggested videos and everything yeah. whatever so there, there'll be definitely times where he pops up i i don't listen to him as frequent yeah but um yeah, it's hard i think and i it's like i and it sounds weird because i'm like you know because this is just like basically a fan trying to give him like i don't know an idea that i had but it would be really dope mostly because like you and like me and like don like most of the stuff we intake is audio mm-hmm. a lot of people take their stuff in an audio and uh, he does a YouTube show, which is a, you know, it's a video show Monday through Thursday. And then he usually does a video on Friday, kind of an extra thing, but uh, really, really informative. But if I feel, because I've been, you know, a fan of his for a long time, I feel like he could even take his new show that's on YouTube and just cut out the audio for the most part and just make that a, you know, a daily podcast as kind of a, you know, I think it would be great. It's just kind of like what you were saying with the the Colin Coward show, you know. Yeah, where it's because ba- I feel yeah, like, it could be isn't, like isn't that kind of the whole Joe Rogan kind of same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You could you could a watch it on YouTube, yeah, you know, or a live stream or whatever. I watch I watch more Joe Rogan than yeah. listen, but it's the same exact thing. You're just getting you know 
You almost we're feel like you're there with them a little exactly. bit more. It's a little bit more personal. Yeah, which is what we're going to try to do, yeah. too, uh, here. As soon as we get some more video stuff worked out and we get the set built, um, we're going to try to do that where we have just a live stream, and then we'll throw it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there's a lot of people that want to watch. But, um, but anyways, I saw this on Philip DeFranco earlier this week, and it kind of got me thinking, because it's something that has been in the news uh, lately, but not necessarily like this week. It's just kind of constantly been in lately. And it's the, um, the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal that's going on. Word. Uh, and just a little background we don't want to dive into it because that's a whole other hour conversation but on cambridge analytica or facebook and cambridge analytica the facebook and cambridge okay. analytica just for a little context mm-hmm. um you know it, it's mostly from my understanding it's a it's a political issue it, it was well it's a political and a like a data hacking kind of privacy yeah. online privacy the, issue this is what we were talking about a little bit at work the other day yeah it has to do with like the the pretense of of way of how they received the information right yeah. they said that it was for like research purposes yeah. but it's actually for political it was purposes like, yeah. targeted and, political right. campaign stuff and which is this, against it, and that's rules. yeah and that's not even necessarily what the conversation is about but to have context into to understand what that is yeah like you have to uh, for this conversation you kind of have to know what that is um but to if you turn on CNN right now if you turn on any TV station for the most part you're going to you're going to hear some kind of story about you know there's a lot of people now deleting their facebooks and there's there's special yeah. posts out there about how to delete your facebook because people are really really concerned that their private information was accessed without their permission and it was it could could have possibly possibly been used to run targeted political ads to you through well, Facebook and so and on was, and so forth. And, and it was 87 million people, right? Yeah. Like that's and we're talking a lot of people. The actual number million. that came out was 87 million Facebook yeah. users that their information was yeah. and this, given to Cambridge Analytica. Like I said, this is just a little bit of context for what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> and so this, on Philip DeFranco last week, um, he referenced the fact that it's so prominent and it's so in the current conversation everybody's offended that you know everybody's deleting their facebooks everybody's going crazy mm-hmm. against facebook right but not 6 months ago equifax had their data breach yeah half half the us population half the goddamn population of america their credit scores their all their all information yeah including you know we're talking like i think it was 200 and some thousand credit card numbers yeah uh, i mean yeah i remember that thousand, I rem- yeah. yeah i remember okay. that now i had right? completely forgot about that so and that's the numbers. point <laughs> that's about. very that's, interesting yeah and that was his point is the fact that okay yeah this facebook Cam- cambridge analytica thing is going on that's wonderful fuck about this but this yeah. is facebook people okay as far as i'm concerned i'm old enough <laughs> to to realize that like if you put something about yourself on the internet anywhere it you will be there reg- forever regardless of your privacy settings like that doesn't mean shit to me okay you put something on the internet i don't care how private it is you better expect that everyone might possibly see it yeah right i so i don't want to like i don't want to downplay how bad it was that this happened right through facebook but 
let's have a little perspective here. <laughs> yeah, because no, this I agree. Is Facebook. I absolutely agree. And, I think that yeah, should it was be one of the things that you always heard growing up was if you put it out on the internet, it's, it's there. always there yeah, forever. It's there forever. Yeah, it's, it's like, there forever. Yeah. And so, you know, and then, so you look back at the Equifax thing, right? Yeah. And this is half the population of the United States. Yeah. And and so now you factor in age on top of that. Okay. So if it's a hundred in like the first, you know, estimated numbers, because I guess there was more updated later, but realistically it was give or take 150 million people, which is about half the U.S. population, right? Yeah. So you take that. And now you factor in how many people are actually 18 and actually have credit cards and have a credit score and all this mm-hmm. stuff that are in the system. So I'm thinking realistically adult More age, people that people. it affects, like probably three quarters of the adult population. Yeah, right? probably close to that. That makes yeah. sense. We just got our stuff exposed by somebody, you know, Equifax, if, if you hacked, don't know. Right? That's what the was. Yeah, yeah they yeah. got hacked. And it was, I mean, this is one of the three big credit bureaus. And your yeah. credit score is required for everything, everything in this world to get a house to get a car to get any kind of personal loan to well, get an apartment Social anymore numbers and shit that don't, yeah. don't and on of top of that stuff yeah. yeah and so why you know the fact that you why kind of forgot about that like effects. we're making a bigger deal about fucking facebook yeah and i get that that's fine that's still a problem but fuck but let's have some content i mean let's have some perspective here we need to be holding this dude accountable no that the makes CEO sense because the story broke in early September. About Equifax? About Equifax. But then... If you haven't looked into that, you should look into it. Equifax, the breach, the hacking, all that. It was so bad. To remind Maybe yourself. I'll, yeah. Because I'm going to re-look into some yeah. of those articles because I, I forgot all about yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't really want to, but maybe I'll do I'll do my dissent this week I think that, that would be a that great idea. That way we can idea. get some context here. I think here. that would yeah. be a great idea. Because there's a lot of context that really is required to understand the severity about of why it. this is a bigger deal yeah. than Facebook. I think Because this is your idea. credit score, man. Like, I'm 30 years old. I, I know how important a credit score is. And I think, you know, I think the, at least when I was graduating high school, I would imagine it's probably still the same. Like, mm-hmm. when I graduated high school, I had no real concept of how important that stupid number was going to be. No. And it's all based off these three, you know, big corporations. And to have one of them just be like, oh, yeah, no, we just, somebody hacked us. We don't have, you know, they, we don't know, but like. Your information is probably out there. Yeah. Like, how is not now a huge deal? You know? So, like I said, the the story broke. In, they <clears throat> they made it public beginning of September last year, which uh, 17. And, but it happened in July. And it took them that long to come out and say it. And then by the end of September, the CEO of Equifax, uh, he decided to that he was going to step down. So, he retired mm-hmm. with an $18 million pension. So yeah, just so you guys know, that's yeah. Remember that. So think After about that. that and now you think about out. okay, yeah, the stuff that I put on Facebook, like people might target me with political ads. Well, I'm sorry that I can't think for myself, but like I don't have necessarily a huge fundamental problem with that because I understand that when I post something on the internet, especially now that we're doing this podcast, like when I post something on the internet, I know that one day somebody might go back and look at that. And Everybody should think like that. Dad, why does your friend swear so much? (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, that's, I wanted to just bring that up. And I think that it really speaks to where we're at on a societal level that like we think this Facebook thing is way more important than Equifax. 
the only you place I ever saw this thing run, like <clears throat> the articles for Equifax, they're out there if you you Google them. Yeah, but like I don't oh, remember, it was not in mainstream news very long, as much as I I remember. Well, obviously you know? not. It was just in September. It's only been six yeah. months, you know. And that's the problem. It's only been six months, and it's gone thanks yeah. to our little, you know, the way our media cycle works now. Like that mm-hmm. is a huge deal. That needs to be addressed. We need to understand that, like, whatever we're doing, you know, sharing all of our insane private information on the internet, whatever we're doing, it's not working yeah. because there's there's a new hack every other day. And yeah, I don't know. It just it drives me up a wall that it's not. A bigger deal, and when you know, I'm so glad that Philly D talked about it that mm-hmm. day because he's got a pretty good following. So I know a lot of people will be like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Why isn't that a big deal?" Well, and it reminds me of um, kind of that first dissent that I wrote about. I think you're right. I think it definitely speaks to something about our society, right? Some type of factor about that, and I think yeah. that part of that is just what a huge role social media and Facebook and stuff plays in our society, right? And <coughs> Excuse me, and that's what reminded me of that first ascent that I did. <coughs> Sorry, dying. Um, <laughs> and because it was about the money that Russia put into Facebook, right? And yeah. I believe that they only spent like a hundred thousand dollars, like on Facebook, right? And it potentially, you know, reached all these people and, yeah. and did all this stuff. And my point with that is like. Is that I get that they that they did that that they spent that money, but is it not ultimately up to you to to like make that decision? You know, and the fact that people had yeah. had such a hard time making making that seeing that difference. You know, and, oh yeah, that's because I think and I, it's because it, yeah. Facebook is so involved in their life. You know, they're like, yeah. well, why should why should I not expect what I see on Facebook to be true? You know, because yeah. it's the same thing as any other. You know, and when when Facebook when they testified in front of Congress, like they were like. They're like we're not a news source. No, like we're not an we're outlet. A social you know? like we're like yeah, we're a platform for people to post things on. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you exactly where the problem lies in that is when they decided that they had to have advertiser-based funding to yep. keep it free. You know, and that's I hate to say it, man, but like one day there will become a time where if you are interested in something, like the idea of getting something for free, is. It's so ingrained in our society now that I don't think it, I mean, people don't even think about it when they get something for free. You know, the idea that you can turn on the radio in your car and listen to music and listen to talk shows, like, and that's free? Well, not necessarily because you pay taxes and a lot of the, you know, radio broadcasts. like NPR and stuff. Well, that's all, that's publicly funded NPR. Yeah, and NPR is a perfect example. Yeah, because I listen to NPR on the daily. At least like the local, like KUOW, they every year they do like a drive. You know, I have a shirt that my mom got me, not to interrupt you, Mm -mm. um, that she gave me for Christmas that she donated to NPR in my name. um, And she got a shirt for it. And so I got that shirt for my birthday. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Well, no, just on the whole hackers thing, like... Yeah, ultimately, that's what when we were talking about. Yeah, when you're doing the hacking thing, and like, I mean, I compare that to like, you know, somebody burglarizing or robbing. Like, <clears throat> if you're doing it for the negative, like, get a life first yeah. off. But I guess I'm I'm a little curious as to to what you guys think, because I mean, we, like on Vice, you know, um, Vice News or whatever. That's that fat cat that we were talking. About. Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> no, just the on the whole thing of like, what about when you have those hackers that intentionally go and in, in hack into websites only to like go to those companies and be like, "Hey, look, I'm just letting you know." 
to tell them yeah, what the hey, holes are in the you system. You got a hole in the system. Yeah. You might want to fix this. Like it, it's that's just a weird kind of line. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, fine. You maybe your intentions were good, but like you're still hacking. Yeah. It's kind of a weird situation. Well, and I think it's the same thing. Like when people hack, like for when they work for the government, and shit, yeah. you know that. When you work for America, you know, when if, if you're a hacker working for America and you're hacking into other people's shit, then, like, you think that you're doing something really good, but the people that you're hacking into think they're a fucking dickbag, yeah. you know? Because <laughs> they're going, a real piece of shit. Going so, to yeah. that, Vice, that Vice News segment, I thought it was really interesting. Used, you know? Yeah, and it was it was one where the guy was showing how just just by plugging in and, and hopping on his computer. Oh, my God. You know, we, we don't have to. the guy's phone? Yeah, and we, you know, I, maybe not have to necessarily drop what brand and make a car it was but yeah it, it, it is kind of scary knowing that somebody can get on their computer or whatever type in some sort of code and next thing you know your car oh, is yes. going 100 plus miles an hour and there is nothing you can do about it or you stopping or you, <laughs> suddenly you're going down the highway and they they punch yeah. in the code and your car goes in reverse yeah what yep. i just i just had this crazy thought about this this feels like as Humans evolve, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we'll just take fire for one, right? We learned fire. <laughs> we got fire somehow, you know, back in the Cro-Magnon, whatever. But, uh, you know, over time, we've realized how dangerous fire is and what we can and can't do with it. And we, the mm-hmm. safety to that thing came with time. And evolutionarily, it's always a very long time. It takes a long time for the human species to learn a lesson. Well, now that we have this internet age... And the age of post-truth and all this crap. Um, like, we're not necessarily, like, our safety measures hasn't caught up yet. So yeah. we're in the middle of learning a ton like a of lessons. And yeah. Well, and I think that part of that yeah. is because... It happens so safety, fast. No, well, and, and because safety measures on the internet would mean restriction. Yeah. And well, the internet is, like, you know, like, in its core is supposed to be, like, totally free and open for everybody to do anything they want. You know, a lot of people, even the idea of limiting like like the silk road and shit people were pissed off you yeah. know because the internet you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want you know and you even had to go to the dark web do some sneaky shit to be able to do that you know that's right the ethics of the silk road is a, something for a whole another day yeah, you know? right. but <laughs> but like it's for some people you know and that's like the idea behind fucking colin on <laughs> easter when i was in shelton right okay sitting around with my family in my cousin's house my mom is talking about how expensive her internet is, right? She's like, I oh, yeah. only have internet and it's so expensive and this and this and this. And I'm like, dog, like this is how it is. I don't know what to tell you. And she's like, and they're getting all mad because that's what I'm saying. And I said, all right, net neutrality. Y'all Ooh. motherfuckers didn't think this was important. You didn't give a fuck. And where are you now? You're pissed <laughs> off that your internet's expensive. And whether or not it was then or it is now, it's going to get more expensive. And you know what? There's no one there to fucking regulate it now. And you didn't give a shit. And you, but now we do though in and Washington now State. you fucking do well yeah so we do now we do now yeah but there's still a lot of places that don't yeah and so we'll see that's, that's it. what you like get. I said I like those social experiments it's not me so I'm okay with it <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> it's safe it's somebody else I'll, I'll sit back and watch how it yeah. goes yeah. I mean it kind of sucks Learn from you guys <laughs> it is what it is I mean it's happening somewhere yeah. and I can't help that where I'm at but uh, it'll be interesting to see all these little things go down because yeah there's some people that don't have net neutrality now so and it's 
and the funny thing is, it's it's going to be the same companies ultimately because it all comes down to like Time Warner, AT and T, and like one other one. Yeah. But like, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what they do as a whole as a on a corporate level. Yeah. Uh, and whether or not those those states that don't Anything have net neutrality do laws, if what if the prices go down? Yeah. If for some reason it becomes cheaper or more and more competition shows up in that state. Because, I mean, I don't know if necessarily I want to agree with that or not, but, but it's possible. You know, and I don't want to sound because I, you know, I guess I, I can sound a little neutral on a lot of these things, but I try to, I really try to take a step back and really look at things and really try to, to think things through. So I want to, I really want the free market system to prove us wrong on net neutrality. And I want to prove out. that given the chance for them to be greedy or not, I want them to prove that they will do a good thing yeah, and continue to provide the best services. Do and what they said. More, more companies can come online and kind of compete in the market and that will ultimately lower all those prices. A new age of honest corporations. Yeah, right? But, it, I mean, you think about <clears throat> it. Look at the new corporations. The, the new corporations like Google, Apple. Amazon and shit. Facebook. Amazon. Like, these are not your old school, like greedy right-wing corporate execs i mean these are people that they i mean their company their corporate you know we hear about it in the news all the time like facebook there's always like you know oh the uh james demore memo mm-hmm. in google like we hear about like these politically left corporate yeah know, entities definitely, that are definitely massive and so maybe you know because these are all internet companies remember like maybe they'll do something different than the corporate greediness maybe i'm just saying it's it's a possibility and i'm not i'm not close to the idea that like they're going to just be like everyone else yeah just because i don't think they are you know we never it's had these possible. issues before it was always a different type of issue yeah and so i i i feel like yeah let's give it a chance i'm willing to see what happens you know i want it to happen because i'm more or less on the libertarian leaning side, like I don't want government to be involved in net neutrality. Yeah, I just want us all societally to be like, yeah, okay, no, the internet's just going to be free and open, and we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. But it already it's not like that, and hopefully we kind of, I feel like if we have more test cases like those states without net neutrality, yeah, if they can prove that we don't need government involvement, maybe we can. Maybe and, we can step back. And That's I would certainly I would want, hope so. But I don't, you know. I don't have a lot of faith. Yeah. And but I would we'll certainly see. hope so, you know, because that's... I'm not opposed to the free market by any means, you know? Yeah. I just don't have as much trust for it. And, that's what I'm saying. And that's... Yeah. So that's just where I generally come from. But I yeah. don't think that it's, like, impossible by any means, you know? I just... In terms of the internet, I would rather it be... Just keep it how it is, you know. Don't fuck with it. Just yeah. leave it, you know. That's what just, I would just yeah. leave it. Like it's working pretty it's, good right now. Yeah, and you there's know, some shitty like, stuff that comes it's not up. Not broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. fuck with it. You know. Don't meddle with it. Yeah. But, but at the I same also, time, I, I I don't want to cut you off. But no. at the same time, uh, somebody was talking about this the other day. It kills me that I don't remember. But I think it was uh, my guys from uh, Rooster Teeth, uh, Bernie Burns, yeah. one of my like idols right but uh he was talking about the uh the nature of the internet because they just had their yeah rooster teeth just had their 15 year anniversary and you look at them now as a as a giant mega entertainment 
corporation, basically. I think they have something like over 300-some employees now. Like 15 years ago, this was literally like five guys working out of an apartment. You know, and what they've grown into is insane. Uh, but he was talking about, uh, oh, what was it now? The fact that the internet is always growing. It, it demands progress, but hates change. Yeah. And so it's, and so even when you look at, I mean, does that not make sense? Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. It does. Just think back absolutely to, it yeah, does. like YouTube, I think he used as the example, <clears throat> imagine YouTube today. And like all the problems we have with it and all this stuff. And YouTube's in the news all the time. Speaking of, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, speaking of, we can talk about it later maybe. But the, the shooting that happened at the YouTube headquarters the, yeah, in San yeah. Francisco, that was insane. Yeah, because they, de- they were demonetizing our videos. Like a, I mean, at well, least that's, it, that's, that's a, a possibility. Theory. Yeah, that's a, yeah, there's a lot of theories. But, but yeah. yeah, that's I just, don't want to put that out there it's like crazy. that's the truth. That's a possible theory. Um, but yeah, just the fact that you look at YouTube today. Yeah. And then like. I didn't really. I wasn't like into YouTube back then, but I remember going there to watch things like Red versus Blue and yeah. stuff like Rooster Teeth did. But like YouTube back in like I don't know, even like 2010, because I think they were around 2010. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> I think they came around like 05, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. remember. But anyways, uh, early YouTube compared to now is unrecognizable. Like there would no, they were. There's no way YouTube could be the insanely huge platform it is today if they didn't change from back then. Right. But at every change, everybody always like bitched and complained. And it's always the case. It's like, but if you don't change, you don't stay relevant and then you're gone. And so I don't know. It's just, it's a weird dichotomy. So I, I wanted before. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, I was just I was I was gonna say I can't again I can't remember what source exactly it was, but I thought it was interesting that so going back to that lady who the crazy lady that went to go shoot up YouTube or whatever, yes. um, her Insanity. dad had like a day or two prior called the police and was Sent like, hey, shit. she might be doing something. Yeah, you man. guys might want to check on her, and it was kind of one of those things where the police were like, well, like we can go check, but yeah, because then I, what? If I remember right, they actually reported her missing, but, but yeah, it's like, it's tough, you know, and that, that speaks to the stuff about like, uh, like the the Parkland, the Parkland shooting shooting. when, when there were so many things where again, hindsight 2020, you look back on it and it's like, all right, yeah, maybe somebody should have done something, Yeah, but it's like, at what point do you actually take action into that? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, how much of that is just, is it a high school kid that's just going through whatever, trying to figure out his, his life and is having some sort of issues. I mean, cause how often do you really truly expect somebody to do what he did? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's that kind of that weird fine line of like, all right, well do, yeah. What kind of action do we take and, and what appropriate things it's can we tough. do to, yeah. Yeah, right. to, to make sure this doesn't happen? Yeah. And I mean, that's hard. We've, we've seen, yeah, Florida, I know, I think, I think they were one of the first to do it where they, they kind of made some laws or whatever where you can, somebody can kind of basically report you to the police. And then I don't know what kind of process they went through, but eventually, like, they were worried this person could be violent with their, their weapon. And, like, they actually came and, like, went through the whole thing and then now he's got to like he's going through the process i guess to get it back but yeah it's just i don't know like 
that always leads me to like, well, who decides you exactly know, who gets to do that? Because you two yeah. is my is my buddies. Yeah. Like, what what happens if you know you see me going through some stuff and you were like, hey, like Case Bowls, like he he might do something stupid, you know? And then what happens? You you make that call to authorities or whatever, whatever appropriate body comes to handle that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you t- what are you guys talking about? Like yeah. that's yeah. that's their view, that's their opinion, and I could play it off like nothing, and then. Yeah. Whatever I snapped because I had to play him the next day. You and, know, it's, uh, it's just that weird, weird kind of gray area. My, me and Jordan were talking about that one day. <clears throat> Excuse me, and she had said like, it was just like a couple, maybe like two weeks after the Parkland thing, and she was like, you know, I don't, I don't see why. Obviously, you know, I don't see what the big argument is, whatever. Blah blah. blah. She was like, I don't, like, I don't think that people who have had like a history of mental illness should have a gun. She, you know, she was like, I don't think that I should have one. She has like, you know, like. <laughs> pretty serious anxiety you know and she's like i don't think that somebody should sell me again she's like if i go there somebody shouldn't give me one and i said well i think that that's a scary thing you know i said because i've been in therapy for like for a long time you know i said and i I was on antidepressants at one point i said if i went to go and buy a gun today someone wouldn't sell me a gun i'd be fucking pissed it's like i would be furious because i'm not going to kill myself but if if i'm having a baby and i want a gun in my home for protection i would be fucking livid you know it's like so i can understand what you're saying it's like but I'm the other side of that coin, you know, yeah. that like I have that history and there's no fucking reason somebody shouldn't sell me a gun. There's no reason at all to uh-huh. think that, to, you know me, there's no reason at all someone shouldn't sell me a gun. You uh-huh. know, I don't think so, but that's, you well, know, I, was, I, I had it. I had who's, who's, who's to judge. That? Well, on this, yeah. exa- on this whole gun control thing, I was actually having a conversation with the buddy at his house yesterday. We we're sitting around drinking some beers before, before we went out. Yeah. And when we got on the whole, the, the whole gun topic. And we're talk- just talking the Second Amendment, and it was one of those where, like, I mean, law-abiding citizens, mm-hmm. how often are those the ones that really are the ones that are having gun problems and, and right. going out and shooting and murdering people? I'd probably say not very many. You know, the, the per- percentage is pretty small. Where, and then, yeah. so just talking about it, I mean, I, I just told them, I was like, dude, when I get, you know, when I have a house, my family and everything... You're, I guarantee you, there's, you know, in a gun safe through through all the the proper you know safety measures. Yeah, there's gonna be one, maybe two at least in the house. And and his thing was, well, man, I I, I don't think I'm ever gonna have one. I just because if if somebody happens to 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 barge into my house and, and break in and it's a home robbery and they got a gun, I'm just gonna grab the the first thing I got. You know. It's like, well, that's kind of situation based, you know, because if yeah. I'm sitting in the living room and let's well, just say my gun say, safe, yeah, because you know. it's it, okay, my gun safe, it's maybe in my upstairs office, tucked away, got the code, nobody else knows it but me. Yeah. You know, what, what if I'm sitting there? Yeah. If somebody unexpectedly kicks through my front door and now they got a shotgun and me and my family are just sitting there watching TV, yeah, I'm going to probably maybe try to grab the first thing I can to. Right. To solve the situation. Yeah. But now what what if I'm upstairs and I'm in my office and I'm doing work and so I hear somebody barge in. Well, guess what? I can punch that code. You know. Time to go. It's yeah. it's a whole different situation. So it's it's just it is situation based, but I mean yeah. it was it was kind of an interesting conversation cuz we got on the whole thing of like I guess when that amendment's there and that right is there like it's your personal choice you know don't Absolutely. don't get if i want to have it don't get mad at me it's not an obligation yeah it's a choice. but at the same time yeah. with him i'm not going to get mad at you because you choose not to have one it's right. just if 
well, push comes to shove and I have the option, I'd rather have the option. If you don't want to have that option, that's fine. Right. I'm not going to, we're not going to fight and argue on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you look at that fundamentally, you're talking about, I think, a, a trust in your fellow humans to not do something terrible, right? Yeah. And so, like, you know, you have something like the Second Amendment, maybe, where you're like, hey, no, that's fine. If you guys are all responsible and blah, 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 and, you know, everything's, I can trust you to, you know, to be there when you need to and be a good person, a good citizen. Mm-hmm. And if you're around, there's enough people out there that have guns. Most of the time, maybe you might be okay. Almost like a, a self-policing type of situation. But, uh, but anyways, like, it would be based off trust right in your fellow americans your fellow citizens and so it kind of just shows maybe that if you see it that way it could be a breakdown of like we don't trust each other anymore and so we all we want these stricter and stricter well, we don't. rules i mean I that's mean, why you don't let you fucking know. you know you're that's like the free yeah. experience thing that's like like that's why people don't let their kids you know do shit by themselves or yeah. you know when <clears throat> when i was growing up i used to my mom used to tell me be home before i wake up in the morning yeah. Make sure you're in the house before I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Word. You know, my mom doesn't get up until fucking nine thirty, ten o'clock on the weekend. So that's a lot of time. You know, that's 12 <laughs> hours. If I leave the house at nine o'clock at nine, that's 12 hours to do shit. Yeah. Do hood shit in my neighborhood before I come back. You know? <laughs> yeah. So there, I don't know that I would let my kid do that now. I don't yeah. know that I would be like, make sure you're home before I am awake in the morning. I don't think yeah. I would say that. You know? It's really um, interesting, man. Yeah, I did that. Uh, my dissent this week was on that uh, free-range parenting idea and the law that was passed in Utah around it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's just really interesting that, like, in some places, they feel it necessary that they have to pass a law to say that that's okay. And I, I feel like that, again, it's just because we're like, well, you know, we don't trust that you're doing the, the right thing. We, we think you're abusing your kid. Mm-hmm. When in reality, they might just be a single parent trying to get by and their kid has to kind of, you know, right. has to be raised more mature and be able to take care of themselves because that's just what was needed. Right. You know, much more independent. I don't think necessarily even it's a bad thing. It is what it is. But, you know, the the idea that that has to be enshrined in law someplace kind of scares me because that mm-hmm. kind of shows on a societal level. You know the 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 unwritten laws that we all kind of agree to and you know right. to live by that neighborly um, code type of yeah, deal. Yeah, the stuff that we don't that we all do and we just don't have necessary laws about it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just shows in some places. Obviously, somebody thought it was important enough that, like, hey, I want to make sure that this doesn't get you know happen to me. If my kid is really independent and I can't. You know, I can't afford necessarily like the daycare after school or something like that while I'm still at work or, you know, it's like trust that like the way you raise your kid, you're going to raise them more independently. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just somebody. It's just a different way of living. We all have different ways of living. Right. And so it just scared me that like somewhere there's law. It's bad enough. Yeah. I mean, I did. I I looked into it and like, I don't want to get all up into this to my descent, but um yeah, there's like a place, uh, I think it was Illinois, the state, where like, yeah, you can't technically leave your, your kid home uh, alone uh, in a un, you know, an unexpected amount of time or something like that, an improper amount of time, uh, unless they're 14. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that seems 
That seems, that seems a really bit late old, to yeah. me. And like, and then you know, it's so great. Like, who's to constitute what really, you know, what what meets that standard? You yeah. Know, if there's no, you know, it's really gray, so it kind of scares me. But like, and I guess that's where like that's where the the argument in court would come in. You know, yeah. would be well, yeah. And so like now they have a, a law someplace <clears throat> in Utah yeah. now that that makes it law that okay, so it's to do that is not neglect. Just to do that is okay. You can, you know, if your kid's responsible, you're fine. But it just, it kind of struck me as why. That's weird. You begged the question so on a societal deal. level. Yeah. Why? No offense to Utah, but I've, I've, yeah, I've always, yeah, I've always yeah, kind of right. stayed away. Utah's kind of, yeah. types about Utah. Yeah. When great. I was playing college ball, I mean, and this is my only experience of, of being in Utah so again, Utah. I apologize, but <laughs> down, one of the, the the schools we played at when I was playing at University of Hawaii Hilo, drove down to to Dixie State, mm-hmm. so in St. George, Utah, and it was just like it was to fly in and like it was just every house down every block was these just perfect houses with the like white picket fences yeah and it was almost like things felt too perfect there that it kind of gave it eerie vibe but i mean again like I don't, but it's gorgeous it was utah was absolutely gorgeous yeah but it was yeah that's just my experience with utah that's so funny it was because it was like we joked about it and because and again obviously it depends on region and everything but right. we like we won't me and these local hawaiian guys go to the, we go to an applebee's and it was it was kind of weird to be you know one of the only white guys there with local hawaiian guys mm-hmm. and to see like how many heads turned as to in into just almost be shocked by seeing different people <laughs> from a different area like yeah. that was the first time i've ever experienced that because i feel like up here in our area things are pretty diverse especially Very. in a military oh, yeah. town with how many different people are coming in and yeah. out in and out Very. all the time so that was kind of the first time where i was like wait what do you got you guys have never seen like people yeah. different yeah. colors <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. so it was, it was a weird situation there man jordan's dad is from uh he's from saginaw michigan right um, and when it's up in the UP, right? Yeah. Shout out um, to the UP. And when he joined, or I think that that, I think Saginaw is kind of close to Detroit where we mm. went is in definitely in that. Oh, okay. Gotcha, I don't gotcha, know. Gotcha. I don't know Michigan that well. It very well may be in that. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he said that when he joined the Navy, he didn't even know what a Filipino was. Like when somebody, he yeah. asked, like he met a Filipino guy and he was like, what are you? And the guy was like, I'm Filipino. And he was like. What is that? What is like, that? What does that even mean? <laughs> I, I can't imagine that. Like, that's so... There are so many Filipino people here that I can't imagine not knowing what that is. I yeah, love you Lupia. Know? Yeah, Lupia. I mean, <laughs> it was yeah. a different love time, you know? That's like but, a weird staple around here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Like I love that kind of cultural yeah. cross-contamination, man. Especially when it comes to food. Oh, good yeah. Lord. Like, street tacos have taken over America now. Thank goodness. Delicious. Yeah, give me some, some beef tongue street tacos. Good. Beef tongue street tacos. Yeah, I like the beef tongue. It's wicked good, man. See? There it is again. There's that Boston. Wicked. (laughs) (laughs) The Boston. That's so funny. Oh, man. So, case balls. Do you follow UFC? If we're getting on to Conor McGregor, yeah. I I think we need to talk about Conor McGregor. Man, 
I'll be look. I love me some Conor McGregor. I uh, know. There's been there's been plenty of UFC fights where you know after a couple beers, you know, here comes the main card. Guess who's fighting? Guess who's ordering up a Guinness? Because it's <laughs> Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, I, I love his quotes. I love a lot of his things. I mean, if you're gonna fight, he's look, a character, man. You he gotta really be. Is. You have to. Be, I mean, sure, and he sells his brand, but when it comes, you know, yeah. especially in that sport. Oh yeah, confidence reigns supreme. You, oh, absolutely. How, how? Tell me how you're gonna go into a fight and be like, ah, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know about, about this. this. Like, it's. <laughs> no. I feel like of all sports, boxing, UFC, MMA, whatever, that's kind of the main one where you need to kind of feel like you're gonna win every time. You gotta, you gotta walk yeah. around and, and, and swing your thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Let, let it, let it hang. <laughs> for from what I read and listening to the the Dana White interviews and this and that was like you know whatever issue with with Khabib and all that stuff yeah so what happened because I don't know that much about this so <laughs> basically what what it, from what I got out of it was that my boy Conor McGregor <laughs> he uh, he uh, like him whether I don't know if they necessarily flew in from Ireland or whether they're here but came in with a bunch of his boys and mm-hmm. so and he's he's not on the card for mm-hmm. for this weekend or whatever it's just there to hang out well and, and i don't really necessarily know the issue that he has with with khabib you know and russia yeah. and his team I, I i haven't got that much into it but yeah. from the surface level it was it from what i got it was one of those things where him and call it his goons his buddies whatever you want <laughs> but a bunch of these guys like 20 something guys they all flew in and basically met him at the Barclay Center as their bus is coming in. And it, it wasn't just Khabib and all his Russian corner men and trainers or whatever. It was multiple fighters who were on the card that night. Yeah. And intimidation factor, whatever it was, I like don't know. they just started grabbing stuff. They they basically rushed this bus and not didn't get on it, but they're throwing stuff and, and breaking windows yeah, and to the to the point where like other UFC fighters who who have nothing to do with it, yeah. guys are getting scratched off the card because they're getting facial lacerations yeah. from like Straight broken up. glass. Yeah. And so now it's like it, it's just one of those where it was like what was that? It's man? like, dude, as it's much like as I love you, like, too quick. where does that come from? And yeah. it, it almost makes you quite like, what made you think that that was a good idea? I get yeah. that in the fighting thing, there's an intimidation <clears throat> factor. There's that, the, the psychological warfare. But he's not even there to fight. Yeah, you're not even no. on the card, man. You haven't fought in, in however, in almost over a year in yeah. the UFC. Yeah, and the last, last, fight, last fight was, was the boxing with yeah. Mayweather. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And so it was just, it was just an interesting... And I know what I think Thursday it was they they maybe stripped him of his belt or something like mm-hmm. that because he had to fight really? yeah. yeah and so it's mm-hmm. but what do you want are you just you're not gonna fight you're gonna right. hold on to the belt forever no that's a again yeah, the business side the sport is UFC's like, no, we like need, well we need competition yeah they're the like if you're not gonna play. fight well then we'll just take the belt and here's here's your weight class. Yeah. yeah we got two other guys and right. so in retired top two are gonna go yeah, yeah so. Now, whether I mean I don't know how much that had to do with anything, but I, I think one of his quotes was "They will strip me of nothing." Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I love I love his sentence structure and everything. Yeah, I just I just watched a little documentary on on Netflix with, uh, on him. I uh, saw oh, that on the right yeah. watch. Oh, man, the Notorious. That. That's yeah. gonna be yeah. good. No, it's a yeah. Again, that's that's the reason why. I'll, I can't start with a Guinness. Mm-hmm. I got to be a couple beers in to have a Guinness. But <laughs> Not a it, was, it, dude, it was just an interesting <laughs> thing to like see it on the TV and be like, 
McGregor, what are you yeah, doing? Man, those videos are gnarly. Did you're you going. See, you see what some, are you doing? Yeah, people were on like a, one of the other buses, you know, because they're going through like kind of the back ways of this yeah. stadium, whatever arena. Yeah, and it's like people on another bus are taking Snapchat and getting videos of it, and it's like it's literally like Conor McGregor, like you know those those metal fencing. Like trying to throw that and somebody's stopping them. They're taking trash cans, throwing, just throwing stuff. And it was like, yeah, what are you doing? What? That's clearly over the top. It's one thing to be at a press conference and just blah, 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 run your mouth, get in the guy's face maybe a little bit. But it's like, and that's what makes you're on a professional level. And now, now it's one of those where it starts making you question, where are you at mentally, buddy? Because that's not the, like, Like, there's a fine line between being confident. And and having swagger and and having your professionalism versus like that's clearly one of those things where everybody like bro you're way over the top on that yeah right it was just interesting I mean shoot we were at the you know at the at the bar the other day after work grabbing a drink and and, and some lunch and to see it on TV and you're like huh. Well, the, yeah. What do you? Because it it almost is at that point where it seems out of characteristic, like yeah, because it's too far, right? That's what I'm saying. It it in my mind, maybe because I don't watch UFC, maybe, and I don't understand the drama that you know the subplot. Um, I just I don't know if I, it makes me just wonder, like, is CTE an issue here? Is this a, a CTE absolutely. moment? Is absolutely, absolutely, maybe, yeah. maybe it is because I think we were talking about well. I know we were talking at work on because that that lady who went to YouTube and tried to shoot didn't yeah. she shoot herself in the chest or stomach or something like that? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it wasn't in the head. But so going back to back my my Hawaii Hilo days when I was over there, I remember walking into the gym. It was it was a weekend. I go into the gym. I was lifting, and to, this was when the Junior Seau mm-hmm. suicide happened. Mm-hmm. And I I believe Junior Seau when he however he killed himself he, he chose not to shoot himself in the head yes because he wanted people to be able to look to at his brain, his brain and yeah. research his brain and so it just you know going off that that says something yeah whether because again yeah i know I'd, i've probably dropped joe rogan probably about three or four times by now but it was just we one of the a lot. yeah it yeah, was just do. one of those where as as i'm listening to one of his little youtube segments they were talking about that whole deal and he thought he was, you know, they brought up the Junior Seau thing. And he yeah. was like, you know, if this girl shot herself in the chest, first off, like, you know, if you shoot yourself in the head, you got a pretty good chance of it being, boom, lights out. Yeah. Whereas, like, what, ha- you know, what are you going to hit yourself in the heart and maybe bleed out for, like, how how long is that one going to take? Right. Whereas they were kind of saying, you know, hey, is this kind of the same thing where this girl maybe really did know something was going on and that's why she chose to go that way? But, yeah, on that, that whole CTE thing, man, like. That's a that's a real deal. I had yeah. was that one hundred nine out of one hundred and ten athletes like Something when like they that. tested all those. Well, yeah. well it, it, I had I had a, a a buddy that I've grown up with, and he went over and he he walked on played or walked on played football at University of, of Washington. Mm-hmm. Now I remember in high school in a playoff game, I watched this dude get knocked out cold. I'm saying like he got hit, he got hung out to dry. Got lit up, and when he like to see him with like laying on his back with those T Rex like raptor arms, yeah. just stiff, and you're like, oh man, that's that's a whole level. Yeah. That's a different level of of knocked yeah. out. 
Like that's that's some comatose. Type I don't stuff. like to I don't like to see that in football. When I no. when I watch the NFL, scary, I, like man. I like big hits, but I don't like to see people knocked out like that. It's not because no. you see it and you know that's not there's good a for that there's guy. a different like, that's not there's good. a difference between getting the wind knocked out of you and then getting your head taken off. Yeah, yeah. And so yes, I mean it, it, to the point of my buddy, he like basically as he played, you know, he got it. He got his eventually just stayed at UW and got his degree. And I can't remember exactly what year it was, but he had had enough concussions through practice and everything. Like, he, he didn't ever get into a game, but he was a practice player, you know, and, and was on the roster. Good for him. That's that's cool. But to the point where the trainer didn't, basically, they were like, look, man, you've had an, had enough concussions. And, yeah. and it was one where they came quicker and quicker and yeah. quicker. And the and symptoms last. Yeah. yeah. And, and so then the weird thing was was living with him. And one of the like, I don't know, they had, they, he used to play with a bunch of my other buddies in a flag football league, just, just down the street. Mm-hmm. And to, I remember specifically it's flag football. He, there, he, and he's a tall guy. He, he played tight end in, in, in college, but it, the quarterback threw just kind of a jump ball. You know, he goes up, picks it, gets the touchdown. But as the defender behind him comes down, just catches him with a little bit of an elbow. And I'm talking like enough where, it didn't even look like anything happened. I'm there. I'm I'm standing on the sideline with my my buddies. Like it it looked like nothing, but to see him come back to the sideline with like the dilated pew, you're like, hey, you you're all right, man. And right. It, it was the the symptoms lasted for a really long time. It he like he couldn't concentrate in school. He couldn't focus. He always felt just kind of that slight dizzy. It was one of those things where, you know, we'd go play basketball and he couldn't even, not even playing like two on two, three on three, running up and down court. He, he couldn't even just stand there and shoot like with no jumping involved or anything. Yeah, that's not good, man. It's kind of crazy how that whole brain thing. You know, and it, it just, I don't know, I guess it makes you realize how fragile those things really can be. And when the thing's just rattling around inside of your fucking head, you know, like, yeah. that's not, um, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, because that was, like, I was saying earlier, that was my first thought was going, well, what if this is one of these cases? Yeah. Because, um, but, you know, I also haven't heard, you know, my other, kind of like my second guess as well, was there, like, alcohol involved? Like, how right. maybe they got all, all pissed drunk and crashed. You probably. Would you go crash the party? Or, I don't know, but. Not to be racist because I'm Irish, but probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, same here. <laughs> I'm sure there was at least a little bit of alcohol involved. I would imagine. But yeah, that's that part of it too makes me wonder. Yeah. And, and it's just a shame, man, because yeah, after the the Mayweather thing and I mean, he is a big deal right now. And if this was just I mean, I hope it wouldn't be something as stupid as like an alcohol related just, you know, getting crappy and then just you know, I hope it wouldn't be that. Hopefully there's more to it, it than yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, and that sounds sad to say, but like it just seems so out of character for him. And I don't even watch UFC. Like right. I just know him because he's a a big popular, a prominent, yeah. prominent star. Yeah, and it's just it's a shame to see this because it, it his whole career now is over. Yeah, is done. You know, you can't walk away from that, man. That's that's terrible. But, but yeah, so, that was a 
I was gonna say that was like my literally that was the only topic that I had other than the uh, no, Facebook man. thing. No, that's good because we're like at two twenty right now. So oh, do you, for real. So, so do you want to talk about pop culture? Yeah. And then I have just like a little bit of sports, and we'll, I have a another thing. Another yeah, for secret. Um, yeah. That you know, we'll see how you feel about it. Jordan told me this one was questionable, but I felt okay. like I had to run with it anyway. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's gonna be you know. If you listened all the way to the very end of the podcast last week, then maybe you know what I'm referencing. <laughs> and if you can figure it out, first person who figures it out is going to get something cool. Yeah. I don't know what it is. For but sure. It's going to be fun. First person knows what I'm doing here. Um, you know. So, pop culture. So, did you watch any movies or anything this week, Colin? Do you? Um, I'm trying to think. Trying to think. I didn't watch anything. But... Uh, the I, I'm thinking about trying to go see uh, either Ready Player One or I heard that was really good or uh, the new John Krasinski movie. Yes, uh, that I looks think so we should cool. see that together. Yeah, that would be us. so cool. We should because then your wife will go. Yes, yeah, because she's not real excited about it. But uh, but we Ready should. Player One, we're actually thinking about possibly either tonight or tomorrow. But yeah, because we both love that book. Um, but then. I don't know pop culturey stuff. I'm just, yeah, movies. Really, all it is is yeah. I just really want to see some movies. <laughs> yeah, that and I think there's a there's a new show out there. And I can't. Oh, uh, it's like a remake of uh, Lost in Space that's coming. Yeah, and I I don't know. I saw the trailer. I got you really excited for that. that. I want to watch that. I'm a big right. sci-fi nerd. Well, um, you're lame. Um, yeah, pretty much. I watched. <laughs> I watched the theory of everything, which is the Stephen Hawking movie. Um, oh yeah, and it's heartbreaking. Um, pretty much the whole thing is depressing. Like it was really good, but it was just really sad the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, see, like found out when he was like in college, mm-hmm. and, like before he even finished college, that he had like ALS, and then yeah, it was like really young. Yeah, and then him and his wife stayed together, and then they had like three kids, like kind of on accident because his dick still worked. And uh, then his wife fell in love with somebody else, and they like Oof. split up. And yeah, it was bad news. It, it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking. The whole deal was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and then I watched I watched a movie called Phoenix Tapes '97, right? Ooh. Which I woke up early. I think probably on Sunday yeah. last week and watched it. Um, maybe on like Wednesday because I was sick, um, but. So there's this thing called the Phoenix Lights incident, which is like, you know, supposedly one of the biggest like UFO sightings in America. Like yeah. a whole thousands of people saw it because it was all these lights over Phoenix and yeah. whatever. And <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't looked too much into that itself, but it was posed as a documentary. And then when it got towards the end, I was like, I'm pretty sure that this isn't fucking real, yeah. um, <laughs> which was really unfortunate. Um, but I watched me. that, and it was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty okay until nice. I figured out that it wasn't fake. Once I saw an alien, you know, I was like, yeah. "This isn't real." Like, mm-hmm. and that's the shitty thing about it is go, that oh. once I see an alien, I know that it's not real, that's or else true. I would have heard about it before now, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's that so sucked true. really bad because it was supposed to be like a found footage film of like four guys that were camping when the thing happened. And, you know, they went missing and nobody ever found out about it. And it's a big fucking government cover up and nobody ever talks about it. And so it opened with this guy who said that his son worked for the government. 
right? Then out of high school, his son got a job for the government. And he worked there for a couple of years, and then he came to he came home for Christmas, and he told his dad, he's like, I'm going to quit my job, right? But he was all secretive, and so his dad never even knew exactly what he did, just that he worked for the government. Like, a couple months later, he gets a call, the dad gets a call, and his son has, like, been shot in the head while he's driving down the street, some type of super suspicious whatever, right? Mm-hmm. A few months go by after that, and <clears throat> they're redoing their house, and so they're taking shit out of the son's bedroom, and they find, like, a panel in the wall that looks like, you know, it's like a patch, you know? Yeah. So he takes the patch out, and he finds a fucking plastic bag with some videotapes in it, in the wall. <gasps> And so he takes him to this place and, um, you know, watches the videos. And, and that's what most of this movie is, is these videos that he found, you know. Uh, and it looks super legit, you know, like. Some, like uh, some Blair yeah. Witch Project. It Clover looks Park like <laughs> even better than that, yeah. you know. Um, and then you see an alien and you're like, fuck. God damn it. There goes um, the credibility a little bit. Yes. So it was okay. Um, and then we watched the Justice League also. Oh, which nice. is pretty alright. DC movies are shitty. Yeah, usually. Ben Affleck, Batman is really terrible. <laughs> I'm really not a fan of that. He's chubby, you know. And I'm not. I'm not talking <laughs> shit because I'm not like cut. I'm, you know, like. But Batman is supposed to be like fucking jacked. You yeah, know man, he's ripped, bro. And, Come on, and he's not. He's, no. he's got a dad bod, and that's not what. That's not <laughs> what Batman is supposed to look like. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> the- and. And then last night we watched Black Panther, and Jordan said that was like her favorite Marvel movie that she's ever seen is Black Panther. I've heard a Um, couple people say that. I thought that it was really, really good. And I also thought that it was interesting, like 20 minutes into the movie, Black Panther is having a conversation with one of his homeboys. Uh, Because Wakanda is a nation, I don't know how much you know about Black Panther, right? Um, He's the king of Wakanda. And Wakanda is like a hidden nation in Africa. Like there's like a holographic dome that's over top of it. So you people think in the rest of the world that Wakanda is like the poorest nation on the planet. But really it's like the richest and more, most advanced, you know, nation on the planet. Yeah. So they have like spaceships and stuff like that. And it was done really well that it's like <laughs> so a really cool. advanced city that like still has a lot of really classic African type shit, you know. Um, and... So, like, 20 minutes into it, he's sitting there having a conversation with one of his homeboys about how he needs to keep the borders closed. And, like, they shouldn't allow immigrants into Wakanda because like, <laughs> <laughs> because that's just not what they're into, you know? And I was like, why has nobody talked about this? Like, of all of this shit that's been brought up, like, this seems like something that should be discussed. Like, And granted, he changes his mind, you know, like, at the end of the movie that he's like, no, like, it should be more open and we should let people know that we're here and stuff. But, like, in the beginning, they were both like, yeah, no, fuck that. Like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> you know, like we should issue we have, huh? And then, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why did nobody tell me about that before yeah, it happened? I, that's literally the first time I've ever heard that yes. about that movie. Yes. But how nobody, ironic that that's, that's a debate yeah. we it's uh, a real, tend to have. It's oh, a real conversation right now, that, that, that happens. Yeah. That, yeah, which I thought just was very interesting that I had not heard about that before. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a real <laughs> conversation. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, and actually, I was going to say, uh, not to like steal the thunder away from Black Panther. <laughs> I still really need to watch that movie. It was really that good. That was like it the was one very, I was very, like very super, good. super excited about. Michael B. Jordan was surprisingly good in it. He's the yeah. bad guy. But to, to change the subject a little bit, even though <laughs> it's not necessarily pop culture I did just find it out. And in, uh, I'm kind of like really into the conspiracy theories. I like to follow these things to yeah. see what these 
people what are saying are. Yeah. because it's it's very entertaining. Well, there's a new I got there's a there's a Twitter post from Flat Earth Believers. Oh God! And it's uh it's like a new splinter group of this this flat Earth of thing. The flat Earthers. And their basic premise <laughs> is that Australia is a lie. It does not exist. Australia does not exist. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. It's all everyone's in it together. All the all the airline pilots, all the ship captains, all the citizens of so you know so called Australia. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all bullshit. It's, I, they're all corporate chills. I used to think, um, and sometimes when I'm like really drunk or something, I still will think like, how do I know that? Not that the Earth is not flat because I definitely or not round because I definitely think that it's round. Absolutely. But sometimes <laughs> I think like, how do I know that Pangea doesn't exist? You know what I'm saying? And that like, it's not that that the map really looks like exactly what it looks like. You know, yeah. and everything's not still put together. And when you fly somewhere, they just fly over water for a long ass time and then come back to something. And I don't, again, I don't think that actively all the time. Yeah. But every <laughs> once in a while, you know, You're I'll like, sit huh. down and let my mind wander. And I'm like, who even knows? Like, like, what if when you become a pilot, they're like, do you, if you tell anybody, we'll literally murder you. Like, we'll fucking kill you if you tell anybody that this <laughs> that this is what it is. Well, was, you know, this is why I love conspiracy yeah, talk. I was having it's beers, so much fun. I was having had a couple beers just the other night with one of my buddies, and we just got on talking about like climate change and just how you know how you get how many different people think oh it's real or no it's not blah blah blah. But like we we're just we we're thinking about how interesting it is like. You know, because of gravity and in mm-hmm. the way our Earth, we're, we're orbiting around the sun. Like, because of that massive sun, how many times around do we have to go before maybe we actually are getting pulled tighter and tighter and tighter to at what point? Like, maybe that's part I mean, of the jam is that we're closer to it. I mean, and, and again, that's just, it was one of those where no, it was right, like right, he right. brought it up because, you know, he works for the government and, mm-hmm. and he, he applied for a job in which they were working for lasers and just, it was kind of one of those science topics that we happened to mm-hmm. get on, but he brought it up. He was like, it's just one of those interesting topics of, you know, when you talk about climate change and global warming, like when, I guess when you're talking about the human factor versus the natural factor, like let's, I mean, I think we can all agree that we us humans probably haven't done the best job of taking care of things and probably have a huge contribution as to, to maybe why things are happening. Yeah. You know, ice caps melting this and that, but it was just going on the whole conspiracy thing. He, he said, I remember him saying it and I just kind of looked at him like, that's kind of like, I mean, I could understand, but it was just—it was a new thought because yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, out of all these times, what all if, these bro? years, how many times around the sun are we actually getting like a spiral? Yeah, you know, or water going down a drain. We're getting closer and closer and close. Like to what point? Maybe you get too close to the sun where we're like zapped, and now it's like onto the you know what these other planets behind us. Now, as they're getting maybe pulled after all these years and years and years, they're a little bit tighter that maybe their climate changes into something where it's like another Earth. More know. hospitable for yeah. human beings. Just going on the whole conspiracy That's really interesting. Thing. It was just yeah. one yeah. of those so where just, he told me and I was like, I'm honest to God, I've never, not even I've once. never thought about that. That's really I've never even heard that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the, the thought that like, you just don't trust <clears throat> that our math is right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, because I'm not even going to pretend like I know how to calculate that kind of crap. I was just thinking about how do you even figure out how far away the sun is it's not like you can trust. shoot a laser at it and yeah. be like, "That's how far it is." Yeah. Like, I have no idea. I, I trust 
that there are people out there that know that because it's crazy, factor. stupid, smart people. Yeah. You know, like Neil deGrasse Tyson and, you know, a lot of other people. Like, he's just like the one celebrity, I guess, out of all of them. Yeah. But yeah, there's a, I trust that there's smart enough people to do that and I trust their opinion. I trust the scientists, I guess, that we have in our society. I trust that you've invested in this field of study because it's not me. Like, I've maybe invested in a different field of study. You know, people invest more time in other things than others. It's that trust factor, just like we were talking about the gun Uh thing or whatever. It's just kind of that trust thing of like, all right, well, you know, obviously not necessarily because you got a white lab coat. Am I going to believe you? But. I don't know. A lot of yeah. times, if you're a scientist in that field, I'm probably going to give you benefit yeah. of the doubt. Right. Look at that. The trust episode. The trust. Yes. It runs through everything. <laughs> yeah. Goes back to my we need to be more communal argument. But the only other uh, pop culture <coughs> thing I had excuse me, was music, but I don't know if we're quite there yet. Do I it. actually have something. Do it. So this... This week. Oh wait, do we do sports and then music at the end and then we'll? Oh yeah, yeah. Sports. We still so, yeah, forget. We still um, need to hit sports. Yeah, so we'll do sports. 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 Um, Villanova won the tournament, right? Case bowls. Um, yeah, I was out of that bracket a long time ago when Virginia, <laughs> <And> I, Virginia <laughs> UVA. What happened? And I didn't. I didn't fill out a bracket this year, but I watched a little bit. Um, and I watched the finals. Um, and so yeah, so Villanova won. That was they played Michigan. That was a pretty good game. Um, the Mariners won there for series, right? Case two one mm-hmm. against the Indians. Oh that was man, nice. good start. Yeah, Get in they look pretty good. That. I know. I like baseball. I don't know that much yeah. about it, but I like you guys are really into it, so it's I listen just, to it a lot at work and stuff. But it's really just, hard to follow. Well, it's such well, <clears throat> a because it's every day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like at least when you got NFL Sunday. Yeah, you got all week to like prepare for it. Yeah, that's why. Honestly, that's why I don't do fantasy baseball because mm-hmm. it's such a pain when it's like literally six out of seven days of the week you got to rotate. I can't even it's imagine. A, it's a hundred sixty-two game. Yeah, it's you fun know, to watch. Regularly the schedule, it. the so playoffs. When, when it used to be where you were Mister October of mm-hmm. the playoffs, now it's Mister November. Like baseball, <laughs> ba- baseball like added a whole another month. In you know whether that's to make more money, extend series, right. this and that. I'm sure that has a major part, but um, it, yeah, it, it's it's a little bit. And me being a baseball guy, I understand how people can get bored of it, pace play, yeah. and everything. But like that, that's a lot of games. Um, Hell of a game. It's a it's a long run to make, but yeah, I guess to take a, the the joke that we've always kind of said was it's nice to go you know get through this first week in a baseball and know that you're not mathematically out of the playoffs <laughs> already. <laughs> so it was like you know what, hey, it's a we still got plenty of months, lots of but time. It, it was nice to see some sort of a, a kind of a different start, yeah. especially with some of the new personnel and everything. Yeah. Well, and then uh, the second series was against the Giants, and we listened to part of that game um, at work, work um, mm-hmm. and that was really good. And they were when I left work, it was the fifth and they were leading five one mm-hmm. um, and they got like three or four runs in the first inning and that was good i thought that was uh what i heard that was a good game um, and i don't know that series is over right do you know how to turn out did we win that one lose it do I, know? I don't know necessarily i, I, I think they might have the last i knew was that it was tied at one to one in the yeah. series and and i didn't happen to catch game three to be yeah. honest with you right. <laughs> so they may or may not have won the series that's yeah. uh that's on me um, that's all I have for baseball, just because the Mariners are the ones that, mm-hmm. that I pay attention to. Um, and there's only like a couple of trades that I really have here for football. You're fine, Casey. You don't have to fucking. You're good, bro. We open the beers and stuff here. It doesn't matter. 
This is, uh, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Just worried about the audio. No, you're good, bro. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so the Patriots, they traded Brandon Cooks and a fourth-round pick to the Rams for a first-round pick, Ooh. right? So the Pats have another first-round pick this year. Um, the Rams are building something. Case. Yeah, the Rams are building something over there, and I feel like it's just the 49ers one of those, are building one of those something. soups, or you know, it's just it's stewing a little bit right now, <laughs> and it has the potential to right be to be around terrible, the corner. You know? yeah, and hopefully, but they got Sue right. Uh, yes, they, yeah, yeah they have Indominus Sue, they have Aaron Donald, they have Marcus Peters, and they have Keep to Leave. And even if you feel like Keep to Leave is a little bit old, and like I've heard a lot about all those dudes just having attitudes and like being a little bit of trouble. and a lot of them, they all just got there. Three of the four just got there. You know, they're, I don't think they're going to fuck off as soon as they get there because you have to kind of earn your spot even if you're a vet. You know, if yeah. you're going to a new team, you got to kind of Oh, yeah, you got to get in bit. there. So, so I think that this first year, maybe next year, is like the best chance that they have before egos start to get in there and could possibly eat away at shit, you mm-hmm. know, that the first little bit. Maybe not this year because it might take them a little bit to like get to vibe together. But, <clears throat> excuse me, most of that team, the way they looked last year was – Real good. Yeah. So if that type of shit continues, you know. Goff will be interesting. You know, yeah. Jared Goff to see as that guy matures more and more Absolutely. and more. Because the first year he was dog shit. Um, but last year he looked way better. You know, way, way, way better. I mean, he didn't even play all year the first year. But the couple games that he did play did not look good. You know. But he's he's still very young. You know, yeah. this is only going to be his, like his third year in the league, right? So he's still young. Still lots of time for that. Um, the Pats, they're obviously not out of it. You know, Tom Brady's still, as far as it looks right now, he's still playing next year. It's because he eats so, avocado ice cream. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still going for it. So, yeah, they're, you know, because their, their pick is like the 31 pick. Um, so, wherever, the, I mean, the Rams pick is, is up there, too, because they were in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. they still have two first-rounders. And there's a lot of good talent coming in the draft this year. Um, <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see how that works out, you know. The Hawks don't have that many picks, I don't think, this year because they had to trade some away for Sheldon Richardson, right? Well, and we'll probably so. trade away, you know. If we got that first-round pick, I'm sure we'll get to it and you'll find out it's traded away to the for, second or third yeah, round. Yeah, for anyway. two or three, it's absolutely. like, oh, weird. That's how they like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Royce Freeman is coming into the draft this year, and I'm excited to see where he goes because if he goes to a team that has a dog shit running back, he'll be a starter mm-hmm. instantaneously. If not, then a good little handcuff to wherever he goes. He was really good last year, you know. But he played all five years in college, so he kind of has to take whatever he gets coming into the draft this year. But he was really good. He broke all kinds of Pac-12 records last year when he played for Oregon. That was good cool. to that was good to watch. Um, the Ravens signed RG three to one year. I just right? saw that. Yeah, so he played for. He got drafted by the Redskins, and then. Um, <laughs> right. um, he got like drafted struck. by the Redskins and then they played the Seahawks and they fucked his leg up and <laughs> then he just never really was the same and then like got traded to the Browns I think and then now just signed with the Ravens so we'll see what happens because they still have Joe Flacco but he has problems like with his concussions and shit like that last year he got knocked the fuck out and it's, he's getting a little bit older, right, Joe Flacco? He's getting there. He's yeah. not too old. But. I got I got a buddy who, you know, speaking of Flacco, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, one of my buddies actually played at University of Delaware where where he played at. Oh, really? So not, uh, different time frames. Yeah. But one of our coworkers, owner's son, that's kind of one of the jokes. We always make a joke that he looks like 
wacko flacko. <laughs> Not in a bad way, Joe. That's promise funny. you. But yeah, no. That's funny. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so I got that here. The Giants signed William Gay. He played for the Steelers, and he's pretty good. Um, I liked him for the Steelers. He's a corner most of the time. Um, I like that shit. And Marquette King, we talked about him last week, the punter for the Raiders. He Love got, him. I like him a lot. Um, he got cut by the Raiders, but then he signed with the Broncos. My, so, oh, man. Yeah. So he's How much is that going to add to his punt yeah, distance? Because his, his, he's a really good punter. And he's going to have some extra hang be, time and extra distance yeah. up there in the Mile High City. Yeah, it's going to be wild now. So, so he signed with the Broncos, I think, like a three-year contract or something. Not that much. I mean, he's a punter, so he doesn't need to be making that much money. The one like thing... Pretty disposable. I did want to talk about, right? right? Because we had a conversation, maybe you weren't there, but with one of the people that I work with, that you're really good friends with, um, the owner's son, and talked about video, professional video gaming, right? <laughs> and he just didn't, couldn't see the merit <laughs> in it, right? And I saw a thing yesterday... The Halo World Championships, right, are going to be held at the CenturyLink Field next week, right? Word. That makes sense. The top prize is a million dollars. Yeah, man. I accept that this is real, right? So this isn't for me. This is for all the people who, who don't think that that's a real thing and whether oh, you think yeah. that's stupid or that's whatever. Because he was saying, I remember this, and this isn't to shit on him because he's just not from this lifestyle. He didn't see how you could build camaraderie through that, right? That like he felt like playing baseball was way different than than being on a like a team of of video games right yeah and i was like but you have to consider the time that you spent with those people you played baseball with is equivalent if not yes. surpassed by the time that these guys have spent together playing video games it's like oh, yeah. even if they don't know each other for the first six years they've spent like 10 hours a yeah. day together my, on the internet playing guess, video games together yeah. like they know each other's moves before they do it you know yep. what i'm saying my guess would be from, from his standpoint just from going off get of how it. we it's grew like up and totally hung out understand. all the time you know and, and yeah we would they had the nice big projection screen downstairs the <laughs> right 60 inch right. 60 inch progr- projection screen but we were also playing like you know four players but it was all one versus one ver- you know so there's right. not that team so mm-hmm. I could, I guess that's what I'm saying on the the team camaraderie. Yeah. Like my when I when I first think of like, oh, you could win a million dollars playing Halo. How many? How much time are you putting into playing video games? And, but then it, at that time, it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing to pay bills and all that? That's You're another playing story. Video games, dog. Yeah, like, that's you know. And, and, <clears throat> but again, I don't understand that that part of it. Yeah. But to go on the team camaraderie thing, like how many times? Like how many times have you been maybe playing with your buddies and you're all on the headsets? You're playing live, and yeah, it's you four versus another four people online yeah you're communicating you're trying to you know figure out hey i need help here blah blah yep. blah, blah, blah there's that there's that communication factor absolutely so it's i, I don't I, on his side i'd maybe think that his his mentality was more like how the hell are you gonna go play a world yep. championship for a million dollars versus like maybe that maybe skewing and getting into the way of the mindset of like an actual because that is a team. Yeah. Even even what we do at work, like there's kind of that team factor. Even a you know what I'm bit, saying? Yeah. Things when you guys cut things, it gets funneled to me. I take care of you know, whatever, send it send it down and it's like it's kind of that chain reaction. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, maybe obviously not the communication factor as much, but like there's still that kind of team camaraderie oriented goal kind of final thing you're trying to get to like right. we're all trying yeah. to pump the product out in one way or another yeah, yeah. so it's I think, on his side that's i guess maybe where i'd say is like because for me like 
I can't imagine being able to sit in front of a video game or in in front of a screen and be like, Shh, yeah, I'm about I can make a million right dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, I will tell you real quick. The exact the reason I think in my mind that we kind of have this clash between like, well, is it a sport or is it not a sport? You know, because that's kind of the main thing everyone's kind of pissed off about, right? And I think to accept video games as a sport, you have to define sports as a competitive-based system of some like, kind. It's like all based right. on... World Series of yeah, Poker. You know, right. yes. Is that a sport? It, well, it's on ESPN. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, <laughs> these are people that are extremely competitive, but aren't necessarily athletic. Yeah. And it's... and. In today's world, watching that kind of stuff go down is still just as entertaining as anything else. And so there is, there's a lot of money in it. Just like right. in, there's not quite as much as like the NFL and the MLB and all that, but there's still a lot of money in it. And it, it's, I think it speaks to the fact that sports is truly, truly founded in just the sense of competition. Mm-hmm. And so I think you got these two groups that have nothing else in common other than the fact that, well, it's just the competitive a, nature. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so then you're clashing with all the other stuff you don't have in common. But yeah. That's, I think it's it's legitimate, man. It's the same it's here. type of stuff. It's Shit here. And it's here. It's real. There's an <laughs> no, audience and, I, for and it. I'm not shitting on them. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to highlight that, like, you got, you have to understand, like, there's more mm-hmm. here. You know, there is more. And you more tell me that and, like, to yeah. hear the answer, I'm like, yeah, I can yeah. see that answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I said, it's not sure because I get it. I understand like why he would think that, especially like you said, from, like from, from guys that was played. From. We played, you know, yeah. between us playing college ball and, yeah. and our other buddy who we work with playing professional ball. Like yeah. that's when we think of sports. You think of the athletic nature, A traditional. Whereas, yeah. like Offie, what you're saying, yeah, I think. I mean, in anything, it's like the true competitive. It, the true nature of sport is that competition in yeah. one way or another. So it's like right. it almost kind of brings up like what is a sport then? Right. Yeah. That's like what really like I what mean, really is because right. we have like physical sport, which is a totally different thing you than the other stuff. Whole, yeah, but I, it's, it's all kind of like we, there is the commonality. So like now, do we need? That's why like for a while everybody was calling them esports. Yeah, yeah. It's like do we need to just call it something else? But right. it's still like this is sport is in common. You yeah. know, is that something that we just need the to true work competitive on? Competitive nature of sport is yeah. still the common still factor. There, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, just a different way. That's the way I would think about it, I want to say. Yeah. Right, good stuff. So that was sports talk. Yeah, that's it. I that's that all I good. got. That's all I got. Yeah. We had a pretty good sports day, though. I, I felt good because yeah. I don't usually get into like sports conversations very much because I'm not too into it. But I feel like I got a little bit into it today, especially with the Conor McGregor stuff. And, and that was good. Yeah. I felt pretty good about my sports today. <laughs> Word. We're growing. So what did you say? You had listeners to music. Oh this yeah, week? Dude, I, I heard this song. Um, you know who Little Dicky is? No. Okay. Little Dicky is a white Jewish rapper that lives in L.A. Oh shit! And <laughs> his... Shapiro. No, yeah, no, 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 no. It is, it's so great. But he did his new single came out. It's called Freaky Friday. Yeah. And it's uh, featuring none other than the Chris Brown. And <laughs> it is like the. Dude, you gotta listen to this song. It's so gross. <laughs> it's so dope, man. That's fun. Yeah, and that that and then this other song by this band named uh, Confetti. It's called uh, "People Suck," Ooh. and it's kind of fun. Worse. <laughs> it's That's it's funny. it's a great song for when you're having a bad day and like just like screw the world today, man. I'm yeah. done. Makes you feel good about life. <laughs> That's right. it for me for music. Uh, well, 
Tyler the Creator put out a new single. It's called Okra. Uh, and it fucking slaps, bro. Slaps. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, it's pretty sick. So, definitely something to check out. I think that's it. Casey, you listen to music this week? I'm, I'm a, like, when I drive around, relax, hang mm-hmm. out, I'm a big country guy, to be honest yeah. with you. I know you're going to hear a million different opinions on mm-hmm. it, but you can give me some Garth Brooks, Shania, or any of the, the newer guys. You'll take it. Yeah, I'll You'll take, take it. it. I love me some country. Um, that's my beer drinking music, kicking it with the buddies. So, yeah, but, it's a big thing around here. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time... I like to get a little hood. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, especially at the gym. Like, I need, I need something yeah. that that'll make my head nod a little bit. So. You ever listen oh, yeah. to T Grizzly? T Grizzly. No, Yo, but I'm, I'm about time. that and Little yep. Dicky are about next to be time. the two people I'm rolling <laughs> home Dickie, dude, gonna so listen to. T Grizzly's from Michigan. He's got a song called First Day Out." Check out First Day Out." I got you. That's, Get it? That's a good one. Hundred percent. I played. I told Colin to play that one. Yeah. Too. You're in some real hood shit, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sometimes calling, like, when, like, when, sometimes when I'm at the gym, you were the when I'm at the gym, the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at the, I, I need something that is going to make my head yeah. nod uh, a little bit. Yeah. Last yeah. night, a uh, little confession, last night on the way home from dinner, uh, I was the wife was asking me what I want to listen to on my phone. Because since, since I'm driving, she's like, my DJ. I was like, yo, pull up this old playlist, and I call it Old School on Spotify, and it's all this old school rap I used to listen to. Yeah. So we were bumping some NWA on the way home from dinner Ooh. last night. <laughs> I listened to some Wu-Tang awesome. this week, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you guys think about, like, the, you know, the old old school rappers talking about, like, the new heads and everything, you know, like. I don't, I mean, I don't like a lot of new, I don't like a lot of new yeah, rap. Yeah, I feel like I'm out of touch with the new rap type yeah. stuff. It's no, like, I don't listen to a lot of new music, yeah. so. I'll st- you'll, I don't you're still going to find yeah. plenty of Nelly and, and mm-hmm. whoever else from, yeah. from back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just the time Way more frame. into yeah, older yeah. stuff, yeah. 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 yeah, no, me too. Uh, Word. So is that it? That's it? I think that is. Okay. Ocho. So this is it. This is so, you know, if there's nothing else, are you ready for this one? Colin? I'm ready. Give are it you to ready? me. I don't know. So, it's like two pies in the face and one in a field in Pennsylvania. <laughs> what could, what could possibly?